Hello, welcome. It's Hard Lord Sam. Yeah. You started this. You started the call singing. You're in a singing mood. I did. I'm feeling sing-songy today. You know when some uh, when you're watching TV and the subtitles are on and somebody will be like, "Hey," and it says sing-song in the captions. Yeah. That always makes me chuckle. Anyway, <laughs> very special episode today. The 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 shockingly highly requested yeah disharmony and rust deep dive featuring once again the greatest guest we've ever had on the show taylor young welcome everybody i don't appreciate your bullshit <laughs> what, i didn't even hear what you said because the audience was so <laughs> they were they attention. couldn't be held in i just that. said i don't pr- appreciate your chicken shit bullshit <laughs> well alec i was talking to alec the other day a friend of the show alec faber who was like the Taylor episode was so fun for me, but I have to imagine not one other person had a good time listening to that. So if you're listening to this and you had a good time, give this Taylor is for a, you. a hell yeah. yeah. Should uh, I just leave? Side note, <laughs> the, uh, Disgrace is, is back. Yeah, poignant day. Back, back, maybe. Playing back a show, for, puking. For, for Kyle, a li- Kyle, lives in, Kyle lives in Florida. So, so it's, a little, it's a little tough. But, but we're going to play that. That's for sure. Okay. Yeah. Are you guys doing both shows? No. Just okay. Just the main one. That would be interesting. Are there two? Same thing. There's like a. I. I, I don't even know if we're supposed to be talking about it. To be fair, but yes. <laughs> you heard it here, Hard Lord. You heard it here, yeah. And yeah. Bo said it specifically. It was oh, I know what yeah. you mean now. Well, so that I thought you just meant the 17th and the 18th, but yes. Oh, yes. No, no, no. No, I know. Like the pre-show. Yeah. 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 But there's some this cool is shit. Breaking. This is huge. On that, there's some cool stuff. Um, but anyway, <laughs> we can talk. I can talk about disgrace till I'm blue in the face. Big fan, slave to the lead god. So, yeah, I I got two disgrace tattoos. Do you? No. No. Well, three. Damn it! No. <laughs> um. He but this is we're here to talk about disharmony and rust, which mm-hmm. are to us. Like the, the 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 records that failed, you know, they're the mm-hmm. ones that broke us. Uh, and you know, time time is is gen, is being kind to them now. Yeah, which yeah. is nice. As these things happen, you know, every time, every time we get in, we get into bands late, and we'll be like, "Damn, this record was awesome." And then some old head will be like, "I fucking hated that shit when it dropped." Yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> and suffer like, Sur- suffer survive. No warning. Best one. Oh. Best one when that came out, the the blowback was insane. Dude, the people were rioting in the streets yeah, for Suffer yeah. Survive. It was crazy. That's the best one though. Well, I do Dude. like it a whole lot. How about the film The Thing? Did it fly? Dude, universally shit shit it on. Really? Yeah. Now but, like, considered too the scary best for one realistic sci-fi. But but also yeah, it like it like changed. Practical effects in cinema forever. Mm-hmm. And at the time, it was just like, this fucking Carpenter guy is a total hack, huh? <laughs> and now meanwhile, he's like, meanwhile, the score is Ennio, Mor- Ennio Morricone and shit. It's like, it's insane. The movie's yeah. insane. Yeah. Everything about it is good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of even other records that were similar. I remember like uh, Planet Mental. I, I don't know if you guys are big mental, mental heads, mm-hmm. but when Planet Mental came out, People were like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, super. Then, t- it's just super touch influence shit. Yeah, 
and it just wasn't what people were wanting. And then, of course, eight years later or whatever. It's hot. on The, the streets are begging for it. There's Dude, a, Cromax there's a, had two in a row. Yeah, I was just, yeah, that was the other one. Yeah. Yeah. There's a Fuck generation uh, that hates Best Wishes and then another generation that hates Alpha Omega. And then there's us. And then there's us who love all three. Dude, all it's three. like it's like they only got better. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, we, that's, uh, that's we, hot. That's the hot, maybe the hottest take, but, you know. We possibly. went to Atlantic City. Well, I think Age of Quarrel is definitely the best, but I'm going to put on. The best Omega. hardcore record. Yeah, right. But, yeah. like, yeah, but how, when you put on Alpha Omega, you're having the time of your life. Bring them. We need that. I have an Eyes of Tomorrow tattoo, too. I don't have a fucking We Gotta Know tattoo. I'll tell you what. I have a Hard Times tattoo. You son of a bitch. Do I need yeah. a I need a demoniac tattoo or yeah, something? You do. To, yeah, you, to, to you oh, sorry, it's a it's the a life of song. my own tattoo. It says life of my own. I don't know why I thought it was a hard times tattoo. Dude, I'll tell you what, <laughs> I we've talked about this, Colin, but I love the Age of Quarrel, the song. We we listened to Best Wishes on the way to Atlantic City the other night. It's the hardest Romag song. It's awesome. I, it's that's song. my it's that's Collins literally my Taylor has heard me play that snare fill. More than any person has played any drum thing, probably. Can't even listen to the song anymore. Because that's mm. all you hear? Because you ruin it. That's, that's how I knock on his door. No joke. I go, it is true. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. We're, it's like, our, yeah, our records were shitted on, but that just means we're in elite company. So, basically. Of these things like that we love. It's like Fleetwood Mac Tusk is what I'm saying. We're totally. basically Tusk. We're basically Fleetwood Mac. That is us. Rusk. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Breaking which one? News. Which one actually came out first? It was the same year. I think uh, it was Rust Rusk. did. Rust did, yeah. Because ours was so. October 30th, which is oh, a Oh, yeah, cool ours was in, in, the, in the summer, for sure. You couldn't wait one day on that, huh? It wasn't up to us, man. Music, Honestly? Music comes out on Tuesday. It came out on Tuesdays at the time. Oh, no, we were. So this was still Friday. Was it Friday? Yeah. So were we early up on Friday, the Friday game? What'd you say? Were we early on the Friday game? No, I think, but I, I feel like it started in the 2010s, Friday. It went Yeah, that's what Friday. I mean. Maybe we were an early one. We, but I think we were. And what's funny is both big, like In Love There's No Law and Disharmony came out on the same day as records that I like, am obsessed with to this day. That really? I basically... That I basically checked out because I was like, why is everybody fucking t like we got to share a date with this? The first one was ASAP Ferg Trap Lord. I was like, fucking, what is this Trap Lord thing? And now I still listen to it once a week. Um, <laughs> the other one was the L so Disharmony came out the same day as the London Philharmonic did an Elvis record. That hurt your release for sure. I mean, Brutal. no, it didn't like it didn't at all, Brutal. but I was. But it was a thing where I was like, what came out today with this harmony? <laughs> and Elvis was tearing up the charts. And but yeah. it was like, it's like, dude, no joke, like six of my favorite Elvis songs. Yeah. Basically with the London, like the best orchestra in London just playing over them. Dude, I've said this before. I don't know if I've said it on on hard lore, but one of the hardest flexes of any record title ever is the compilation 50 million Elvis fans can't be wrong. Yeah, dude, that's some McDonald's type shit. 
holy shit. Yeah, That's that your rocks. record title. Can't, they can't. They, it's like, what are you not wrong. with that? That's <laughs> so good. Yeah, let's talk some Rust. Let's talk Rust. Taylor, um, you like uh, ASAP for Trap Lord? Never heard that in my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk Rust. So we were writing for Rust in 2014, 13, 14. Uh, Jay was in the band, and Jay was contributing a lot. How much um, of the percentage-wise? How much of Rust was written by Jay? Rust was pretty um, collaborative, to be honest with you. Infestation was like I, like my I that was my contribution. Um, like the man main it, riff man and, it, and, man and man yeah, it, yeah, it. which is Taylor. I know you love that riff, mm-hmm. and like Law of the Land was well. Sorry. Tell tell the story. I think we were just talking about the record and. Uh, I was talking to Bo about the record, and I was like, "Yeah, the record's really cool. I think the only part I don't like is the banat banat ban." He's like, "That's one of the only parts I wrote." <laughs> <laughs> Bo's like, "That's literally that's, the thing I wrote. <laughs> that's what I got, brother." Um, and the breakdown that is just uh, roots. Um, mm, yeah. but um, probably like thirty percent J. Honestly, probably 30% Jay, 30% James, 30% Chris, and 10% me, honestly. It was very collaborative. It took a really long time. Hmm. We were going to Jay. Jay had, like, a house at the time, and we were going over there and, and practicing, but he's all the way out in the burbs, and it was just, like, a fucking... And he's got to go to bed at 8 p.m. because he's... Oh, come on. We're, we're very, very pro-Jay. Um, I have a funny Jay story. I would love to That's hear. what we're about, dude. Uh, you guys were staying at my house. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody showed up, you know, late in, late at night, did the whole, you know, pile in, half tired kind of thing. Yeah. A- and uh, you had Baker with you, too. Yeah. And and I was introducing <laughs> you guys to my uh, now ex-wife. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, so, so it was the first time she met any of you. And I was like, this is, this is Bo, James, uh, obviously, you know, Baker. This is this is Chris, and then I'm like, and the homie, and like I'm it's it's a brain fart. I didn't forget him. Like I know I knew Jay, but I was having a full brain fart. Dude, and Baker with the same. And, and and Baker comes in like, oh, and everybody knows Big J or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then literally just saves me. I'm like, yeah, fucking Jay, of course. Oh, it was man. it was perfect. Uh, Jay, I want let's give. I'm going to give a little backstory on Jay. Um, Please, Jay. Dude. Jay had filled in for what Humphrey. retirement home did you find him? Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. That's uh, for those of you who don't know. Jay is, I think, maybe ten. <laughs> he's like ten five years. years older than you. No, I think he's ten years older than me. <laughs> oh, he's okay. he's like an old head. He's from uh, fuck Buffalo. Originally, oh wow! So like, grew up with with Andy Williams, friend of the show. Grew up with you know all the Toronto, that whole area, Grimes and Vogel, and like knew all those guys like forever. Was straight edge forever. He was in a band called Arma Angelus, which turned into Fall Out Boy. He was in a band called Extinction. Um, and so he's he was in a band. He he's an OG. He was in a band called Half Mast. His like hardcore name is J Mast. There you go. So I don't know. Um, obviously, I jest about his age, but 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 he is definitely. I mean, you know, he's he's an older guy and has been yeah. fucking. His pension kicked in for sure. Oh, Jesus Christ, I'm, I love you, Jay. Uh, Does he listen but, to the show? 
probably not, but he, uh, hey. I'm there's no way, because I've been talking about how old he is for months. <laughs> I thought you for sure you were going to say, there's no way, because he, would, he doesn't know how to work a cell phone. Or <laughs> you um, said it, bro. That's, that's worse. <laughs> so um, he had filled in for us a couple times before on a couple other tours, and it was just, and he went to Australia with us the first time, and it was just kind of one of those things where it's like, let's write together, because he's, he's like loved like Crowbar and like okay. Deftones and just kind of stuff that we were trying to, to get more kind of melodic, kind of weird and less just like, you know, whatever, HM2, which is yeah. funny because at one point he had two HM2s on his board. HM4? In, HM4 he, and HM2 he? squared in series. <laughs> um, why did he do that? I don't know. <laughs> And I was reading the liner notes. It's also really funny. It says, Harm's Way exclusively uses ESP guitars, lace pickups, and abominable electronics. None of those things. Nope. Um, but, so we were writing with Jay, and it was just like one of those really kind of long writing processes. It, it was it was tough. And we recorded at Bricktop here in Chicago where we had done everything from the two songs, Seven Inch, until that. And Russ was the last thing we did there. Russ was the second thing on Death Wish, and mm-hmm. like the first LP, so kind of the first like the big thing. Your the first one was of course Blinded. your new record on Death Wish Records. Yes, of course. Yeah. Called Blinded. This song is called Blinded. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> which Jay also wrote on, so he had been with us for a minute at this point. Yeah. But Russ was like the first real big kind of you know project. Um, how did that not come up on the James episode? What? Oh the God! Death I don't know. There's so many things that, that didn't really? come up on the yeah. James episode. I had That's why we're doing this because they were like, "Why didn't you talk about Russ and this Russ?" And, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of even just looking at the track listing. There's a lot of shit that you guys don't. There's a lot of Deftones kind of banding, banding, banding. So, so about that, bro. There was a, I remember there was like a whiteboard that you guys posted a picture of at the time mm-hmm. with like ideas for the songs. With like the goofy song And it was, like, I remember it being like Slipknot, Deftones, Deftones, Slipknot, Deftones. And we were, I would just, me as a, me, a Harm's Way fan looking at that, like, what do I do? Yeah. What do I, what do, I do about this? How do Dude, I do one, one of the, one of the songs, no joke. On that board, because I remember the post, and I remember another friend commenting on it said, "Clown car." <laughs> <laughs> the song, the working title was "Clown Car." That gives me an idea. I rem- I remember going to your place, Taylor, and showing you like pre-masters or pre-mixed songs or something. Mm. I don't I don't remember it, but we listened to it in your room. And there was one song that has just like a blatant slipknot thing, and Colin said, You can't do that. <laughs> I remember that. He was uh, probably was right. But yeah, part? it was. It was a lot of I don't remember I dude, I no joke. So I'm looking at, at the song list right now, and with the exception of Infestation Law of the Land and Amongst the Rust, which you obviously contributed on. That's my track. And Ease My Mind. Those are the only songs that I like know. If you told Stop. me, hey, play docile bodies. I don't. I don't know it. I, That's I'm crazy. sure I can listen to it, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, this, you know. So, so you you're saying even on hum your it own right podcast that, that it's a filler track? The, uh, we talked about this just the other day, earlier in the week, and I think we all agreed that there's about an EP of good songs. There's like half a record of songs that we we're like happy with that we like. 
That's crazy. And the others, well, it just, we like, we got lost in the sauce quite literally. Like we were just like trying to do stuff. We were trying to, to kind of get out there and blah, blah, blah. But like not in the way that Blinded was. But Blinded is interestingly similar in that there's a fucking seven minute song that opens sure. the record. Yeah, but that shit is one of that's one of my favorite Harm's Way songs. You know what I mean? So we we thought we were like tapping into that same vein, I think was kind of the vibe. Sure. And it just wasn't really. Um You were a few <laughs> f- inches too far up your own ass. A li- yeah, a couple yeah. inch couple So it, so you been you there. agree with the, the the backlash on the album. I'm not crazy about the record. Um when it first came out, I, we were all definitely drinking the Kool-Aid, being like, this is different, it's new, it's darker. I don't it think sounds... it had, like, backlash, though. Okay. I just don't yeah, think yeah. it I maybe, don't think it, I don't bad... think it had an immediate, like, well, I need this. Like, yeah. that was the only... Whereas Post-Human was like, bam. Instant, yeah. instant, oh my god, this is insane. Which This Harmony I, was, that's backlash. We'll get yeah. into that. Okay. But, like... I didn't know that that was how you felt. I thought you were in the, in the position of being like, yeah, I don't know what the deal was. No, I'm a little under... I, I understand the initial reaction because like, we also did, and I, I believe I could talk about this without offending anybody, but we did the, the first headliner in the States that we did on it. It was us, Eternal Sleep, and The Beautiful Ones, and it was not a good tour. It was a rough tour. And, you know, we it, it didn't draw very well, um, pretty much everywhere. And it ended in at This Is Hardcore, and that was kind of a weird one, too. And it was just kind of a real slow burn. And then we went to, we did, like, that crazy um, Southeast Asian, Australian, Japanese tour that I talk about on it. And, like, obviously people don't know because just how long it takes for records to kind of get over in other places. So it didn't do with well there either. Mm. And, you know, it was just kind of one of those slow burns. And then, of course, we have the <clears> wonderful <throat> Disharmonic Rust tour oh culminating man. culminating for us that we can Kill save me. until the end. But like yeah. that, you know, it just it wasn't it. It was like once that record cycle was done, it started to catch on. Once Post Human was out, people were like, yeah, but I, I think I liked Rust. And then, of course, okay, the where fucking, the fuck were you, man? Yeah. And then the fucking Running Man meme was like, boom. Like, oh, like if you look at any of our Spotify, Apple Music, whatever, it's all post-human and Infestation. Dude. Infestation was always a hit, though. It was. But but until the meme, it had disappeared, is what I'm saying, from like mm. the top Dude, ten. Your your streams are crazy. I I check them out. Like, they're... They're good for a band good. that hasn't put anything out in four years. They're very impressive. Hasn't toured in almost three. Like Everybody, yo, Everybody's are, hitting I the mean, gym. The... The streams themselves, like having several million plays on several mm-hmm. songs, is like mm-hmm. that. What more could you could get on any tour with them? Numbers? I'm I'm not even joking when I say that month that the um the Running Man meme came out, like we we gained thirty thousand monthly listeners. Wow, which like that's a lot. You could tour for a year and, and yeah, absolutely try to get that. You know, what I mean? so like and probably are, fail and yeah, and maybe not, and maybe not even get it. So, um. It does. It, it's fine, and like it, there are aspects to Rust that I really like. Like we did a lot of like Andy at Bricktop, like used a drill and a saw and like cut shit, and that's what sampled in the beginning of Infestation, like mm-hmm. stuff like that. We had uh, Jay's wife at the time, Emily, sang on it. I wasn't. I remember that she did it in two takes, and we were all just trying to be like sensitive and and like thank you so much. 
I think she had better takes in her. She can sing. You know what I mean? She could have done it better. It's not it's not her best take. It's not her fault. It's people wanting to get the it was one of the last things we did. We wanted to be fucking. Just like, All right, come on. Um, I, th- I thought it was pretty it good. It was it was mixed. Yeah, it is pretty good. It's it is it is pretty good. It was literally her second take. You know what uh-huh. I mean? She could have done she had a couple more for sure. Yeah. Um it was mixed by Kurt Ballou, which obviously amazing, super exciting. And but we did the the mixing process when you're fucking 800 miles away and you're emailing and I hate that. You hate the way it sounds? I don't hate the way it sounds. There's a couple parts on the record where double bass is out of phase. If you listen to it in a car loud, it's like <laughs> like you feel like you're getting like hmm. pounded in the ears. Um particularly in Law of the Land. There's okay. a, there's a couple things that I'm not too crazy about. There's a couple guitar parts that I swear to God aren't there. Like I don't I don't hear them. <laughs> um, and it's just one of those things where they're probably I, not. Possibly. I but mean, I've never those, I've never recorded with Kurt Taylor has, but I I could definitely from what I know I could see him being like this part sucks. I'm taking. He, he could have <laughs> he may have made an executive decision. For the better. For um, the it wouldn't better, have made uh, in the context. It's in the Emily song that she sings on where there's an A B guitar part, and he mm-hmm. would have taken out one part, so there would be no finish to the phrase. It would be really strange. But, and I, I, you know, again, emailing and doing notes, and then there's five fucking people sending their notes to Too one many guy. Cooks, man, oh my god, it's the worst shit. It's you the gotta, worst. Gotta shit. compile them as a as a person who receives those things. I'm sure we did, but I it was still. But I was the guy. Thing. I was the point man. Yeah. I missed so, everything you just said, Taylor. Yeah, sorry, Taylor. I just said that I, be, being the guy who receives those notes, you gotta, you gotta give them all in one shot. Like talk about it with the band. I request sure. that. Send a list. Please do not. Like, hey, this yeah. is what Bo wants. This is what I want. I'm Bo. This yeah, is what I want. I'm Chris. We, uh, we we did that, but it's still me compiling four other people's. Sure. Then sending it to him. And then him being like, what do you mean the snare at 30 seconds into this song? And then me having to go back to yeah, losing my mind. You know what I mean? I, I don't. And of course, like somebody's going to have some note that contradicts another note. In of the course. Of course. List. So like, I don't, I don't blame Andy or Kurt or, or whoever. I think, I think Brad mastered it or anything like that. Like it's not that kind Shout of thing. Out, it's Brad. just like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can it we turn just, the, was, uh, the bass up? The guitar down, the drums down, and the vocals up, <laughs> and the drums just, also down. <laughs> it was just, uh, and then you know we did. Um, Colin, you you messaged me shortly after the record came out, Uh-oh. and you were like, "Why are you doing? Why is the next single this and not Infestation?" Uh huh. Like the release plan was kind of. That's, you know that's yeah, a I mean, hindsight. That's, that's a big topic for us. And because I feel like we never got that right, um, mm. like to the, to this day, God's hate doing be harder is like the first time that it was the right call, the right call. And, and it was Boy, just was it. It's like, all right, let's put out the one. Like we never looked at it. We always our thing was always like, okay, track one is track one. Mm. That's the one people are gonna hear if they fire up the record anyway. And we we didn't we because so that that made us always reluctant to put track one as the first single. Yeah, when. You got to sell the album with yeah. the single. So just worry about that. And if the first song is the best song, then do it. What's interesting is is this has been a topic recently for undisclosed reasons. But like You guys have disclosed you, literally everything. You kind of want <laughs> I get it. That. You kind of want 
the first song to be like a song you considered to be a single? Like, oh, maybe, and then isn't, right? So and that other, when people put it on, they're like, oh. Right. I haven't heard this before. Why isn't this this song rocks? Which is kind of what we did with this this record. But what's funny is people don't fucking listen to to full albums. No. At all. They I mean, listen, it, but that's not new. Because so I, that that was the thinking with I Suggest. It was not it a was, single. Was that oh, what was the single of In Love There Is No Law? In Love There Is No Law was the single. Oh right. Which the in retrospect video. is like insane. Yeah. But yeah. it's different and cool. So did sure. you guys? Put we were trying out to be a video weird. or anything for Preacher Man. There, yeah, there was Before. a Preacher Man video. Okay, it's it's been scrubbed. It's really bad. <laughs> Shout out to Jim Bob, friend of the show, who directed it. It's not poorly made. It's just very silly. No, the worst the music no, videos are the worst thing in the world. We yeah. just look like little kids in it, and it was it was like not a way to sell like a metal band. No, it wasn't. It was gotcha. days before we grew up. I feel like like literal we, days. We did um, the music video was for "Amongst the Rust," the song that you sang on, mm -hmm. and we did it Which with is Max like, Moore. Is so cr like the uh, music videos with a guest vocalist, where <laughs> yeah. the guest vocalist isn't there, are isn't so there. funny. And it's also the first song on the B side of the record. And the music video is like fine. God, I wish, dude. So there, there's this shot. This is good. We shot it in a in like a a water refinement boiler room outside of Louisville because Max is from there. Mm -hmm. And me, this is a 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. all day thing. Like, it mm -hmm. took all fucking day. It was freezing. It was concrete. It was horrible. There, Max wanted this shot because, like, in it, there's, like, a rope that, like, grabs one of the workers and, like, pulls them. Mm -hmm. And Max wanted James to, like, be pulled. Okay. So James had, took some serious <laughs> convincing, and he made us all go outside. He wouldn't let us stay inside while because he knew <laughs> Chris is Chris is like Chris a, is a fucking dude, Chris is an assassin. He's he's a picks. special ops sniper at yeah. this point, and he would just and so there. James is laying on like a burlap sack, <laughs> and Max is like kind of running backwards, and they're pulling him, and he's like getting dragged while singing. And that's in the music video. You can see it, and that's how they did it. There's no like special cart or anything. It just it's practical, ass. very practical. And he really hated it, and it was just so funny. But like that video is fine. I don't, you know, I don't mind it. But then we did another one, I think, for Hope or Cremate or Cancerous Ways, I think. And it's kind of the same video, right? We just didn't. Um, I'm. I, it's difficult for me to, to criticize because I'm not the most involved, especially with this stuff. Sure, sure. This this is a lot of Chris. A lot of Chris is like he will have a vision, and he wants it. You know, he wants to to, to do it that way. See and it like, through, no matter the consequences. Well, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was just, or was it? Le I don't even know what the other music video was i'm looking at the song title and i'm like genuinely like ah, I, I'm, I can't remember but that's crazy it, it wasn't <laughs> we didn't put it out and we were like ah fuck like it okay. wasn't like that but it was like breeding grounds is still really getting a pop you know yeah, what i mean like it was yeah. it was just like huh okay that's just a forever song so that's not a fair gauge my control yeah, is really timeless really getting a pop hc's yeah you know what I'm saying? That, one, just, that makes more sense. Yeah. 
Um, blinded, blinded really worked. The the five song. I don't EP know how. Format. I don't know how, dude. A seven minute song to start anything. I'm skipping. Uh, people, you're gonna skip. Uh, Want to be starting something? <laughs> okay, not a pop song. Um, a metal like a heavy uh, song. Okay, any Metallica <laughs> opener? Blackened is not that long. Sandman is not. How that long, long is Blackened? Fight Fire with okay. Fire is not that long. Black Battery like, is one of the shortest songs. You're talking out of your ass. Blackened six something for sure. Easy. But that's with a 45 second intro. Okay. Um, what you should part. be saying is unsuccessfully coping with the natural beauty of infidelity. Yeah, that's fucking 15 minutes. Yeah, it's the sure. longest thing ever. But it's like three songs. We've, yeah, exactly. The journey. We should do a deep dive on Typo <laughs> just, just typo about discog dive. the genius that is that record. Let's see the layout. It's a cool. I remember thinking the like die cut thing. Yeah, was it's, cool. it's die cut. You know what someone didn't think about is. So our friend A. Ross, who we talked about a lot on the James episode, he did mm-hmm. the layout for this. Um, he did the layout for Posthuman as well. Okay. So here's here it is, and it is, in fact, die cut. Mm-hmm. So you take that off. What somebody didn't think about is this little bad boy. Oh. He's gone. He Mr. gets ripped Dangle. right off. Mr. Dangle boy. Right off. Um, there's Still some there, skulls and some, some e- evil-looking shit on Class, here. But classics. what's cool is, like, this is a real human skull. Oh. Aros was working at some medical kind of college and doing photography shit for like textbooks and stuff. Huh. Got a skull. So we got a skull. We got a fake human skull on ours, but you'd never know. Damn it. They know now. Now they do. And you know, it's it rusty. It's kind of whatever. Yeah, the yeah. thing about rust <laughs> is it's not uh it's not pretty, is it? No, no. It's pr- it's not, like not a it's like a historically ugly texture, you know? Wow, my full name is in this. Bowen Luters is in is this it really? guitar, guitar and vocals. Yeah. Hey, additional vocals performed by Emily Jansetic, Jacek's wife, and Colin Young. So she got credited first, even though I'm the chorus of the first single. Last name starts with J. Yours is a Y. Classic. Classic. Recorded October snub. 2014. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, pretty long Bowen, time right? ago. Huh? That's pretty goddamn long. Thanks to all our family and friends and those who have shared the stage with us. We certainly appreciate it. Special thanks to, hey, Colin Young, Taylor Young. Look at that. There we are. In here. Death Wish 173. As it should be. Yeah. So, you know, it's cool. We had a bunch of different colors. Like, I, the actual, like, like everything with the record, like, I'm fine with. It's it's literally, like, the song writing that I'm just kind of like, eh, it, it wasn't our best. And I think we, like, really bounce back with posthuman thankfully i wonder if like would the other members take offense to that considering you said i contributed that, the least yeah no. okay we've we talk about this like they agree they agree we all agree that it just wasn't i mean objectively speaking isolation rust and posthuman rust is the the, the weakest hmm. i just don't know i i don't i don't think there's an argument there you know, I, yeah, I guess it's and, and you know, like it's it's weird to say, but like that's for sure how people look at music and you can't help it. No, you can't be yeah. like, oh, this one's the, the first one's the best. like I like yeah. I Taylor and I love the all at war, the entire discography, you know, <laughs> but like we go to we go to war for truth in the age of lies. And they would probably be like, come on, man, that's fucking old. We've written cooler, yeah. newer shit. Yeah, um, I don't, 
I, I don't want to say that I hate it. I'm just, I, I think we could have done better. Interesting. Is that the most diplomatic way to talk about our own shit? Yeah. Well, then you did. And then we, we did. did. And then you're going to again. I, I, and then I you're feel very again. confidently that we did, too. Yeah. You, know? you did tenfold. You got yeah. a little peep for the cover art. That's huge. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Dude, that thing is sick. That's an actual sculpture that's in uh, London. Wow. The I thing on, on posthuman. Yeah, it's like an actual people. like sculpture. It's fucking Damn. crazy. Carcass style? Yeah. But, dude, what is the vegetable heart carcass? Know, what is that? I don't know what that artwork is, but let me tell you. Yeah, yeah I know. The record is incredible. It is unbelievable. It's so it's too good. Dude, I, I ate a clove of garlic before we started because my throat was getting a little and I instantly puked. Oh, nice. I just threw up. Like, Isn't it spicier ago. than you'd think it is? Way, it, it, it's way spicier, and it wasn't even the spice. It was just like my body was like, whatever whatever this is, it's way too much at once. So we got to get it gone. I, I, I have to do that every day on tour. <sighs> every day, a whole clove. What do, you, do, you have any, do you have any last thoughts on Russ bef- before we move over to Disharmony? Um, last thoughts. Do you think uh, I did a good job on the one song? I do think you you did. You know what's so funny? And and Taylor, you would do the <laughs> let us rust part live, and I regret not having you just do it on the record anyway. Because, well, it is Jay doing it, but I like it. And just, he, sounds, I, he does sound cool on the record. I mean, Jay has a crazy voice. Bro. Yeah, very. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, Can't plan everything, you know? No, you definitely can't. No. Um, I think you did a really good... You did way more than we were expecting. Like I, like, I always do, man. Like, <laughs> I don't even mean like like you, you took it for... I mean just like you performed it very well. It sounded good. Probably sent a few layers. Yeah, yeah. As well. Yeah. There's, I mean, anytime... I, like, I get asked to sing on songs. It happens. I say yeah. no. I say no a lot because it's like I don't know what I could contribute to this to to make it good. But uh, like yours, the pain of truth song, I had the I had the best time with that one because mm. it was because they were kind of just like do whatever. Yeah, and it felt like a good spot. Sang um, half the song. There's, there's a lifeless song that I sang on, and at one point I added the word lifeless and did it like uh, it was like it sounds like in the distance somebody going. Liveless. <laughs> and, and I remember Kyle in studio being like, "Jeremy's gonna make that his fucking car horn." <laughs> <laughs> and I wonder if he ever did. Um, uh, I lo- I I listened to Rust to death when it came out. I'll I did too, what. despite not liking the one part. Those nah, nah, two nah, all the nah, time. Nah. You know what's funny is I I told. Taylor, the inverse of what he told me with the new God's Hate record. It's like my favorite oh, you part. Said, of, you said, I love this part. And Taylor was and like, that's the part I wrote. Yeah. So <laughs> Good for real yin to my yang. You know what I mean? That was So that was for the, the intro of the song God's Hate was when we were writing the Eyes of the Lord record. Um, I was, I was like, thinking about that today in the shower. How, if ew. anything, crossed over. Yeah, well, at the, they were being written like for sure at the same time. Mm-hmm. And. I, I was I was telling Taylor like okay my vibe going into this is like digga digga den digga digga den like that's what I want 
And then he was like, okay, well, I just wrote this for Eyes of the Lord. What do you think of it? And I was like, can I please just have this? Because <laughs> I have to do, I'm going to do something like it anyway. He that was the only part that would have crossed over nicely anyway. Mm. It's true. And and you know what? You wrote a, like it was completely different the way it went into it. Mm. And I still remembered it was like a so maybe we'll bring that back at some point. But yeah, it's it's the rest of it was never mind. It was something else. Yeah, it was something else. Um but yeah, final thoughts. Um, I don't hate it. I just think I think we could have done better. I think maybe a, a remix remaster one day will benefit it well. Interesting. Um, I do think aspects of the drum sound really good, and we always got pretty good guitar tones out of Bricktop as well. So I, yeah, I felt you know like sonically for the most part, I'm very happy with it. Yeah, I mean it's like I listened to that. I, I would never have a production gripe with that because it's, I would say, his, historically, Kurt is not going to hear this, but Kurt, don't get mad at me. Uh, I feel like Kurt mixing his own recordings is a different experience than Kurt mixing somebody else's recording. Absolutely. Of course. Having control in the front end is, is everything. Mm. Afterward, Afterward, it's like, I'm just working with what I got. I, I think it's it does sound really good. There's a warmth to it that sometimes makes it sound unpolished, but also very natural in a dope way. Like yeah. real. I know what you mean. Yeah. And I do like that. Also, you know when you... how Have people called you out on the, um, the deicide part for Finish the Job? Like a little bit, but at the same time, it's like... It's, it's, more, not, of an, the, it's more of an not, allu- illusion. Yeah, it's an it's an illusion. It's not the same thing happening in each song at all. Only vocally. Only vocally, but I'm saying different words. <laughs> yes, yeah. kind of. You're saying one different word. <laughs> uh, the week that Russ came out, uh-huh. the week someone made a decapitated Spheres of Madness and Ease My Mind mashup. Oh, no. Like, immediately. It was just like... It was like... You know, every record we all rip off Marauder Some, a dozen something. times, right? Yeah. Like, like yeah. you just do it, and I, I don't know, something about, I think, I don't know. I just think maybe we could have spent more time on it or something. I don't know. I don't know. Taylor, tell him the, the Max Cavalera quote. Oh, everything comes from somewhere, bro. Basically. Except for all the shit he's done. No, no, dude. no. No. Nah. I can't say the one on air because he said never, never. No say way. It. Yeah, he said never tell anyone. Really? Yeah, but Dude, it's, it's like so gnar- it's but incredible. It's, it's it's like a vocal pattern s- taken from a very very well known and hilariously corny pop song. And it is, a, I, it I is, can't wait to find out. It is absolutely their biggest. If you're listening to this, don't fucking message me about it. Don't text <laughs> me about it. Because I guess I can't tell you, even though I've had to have told 100 people. He's probably <laughs> told 100 people, but, you know. Yeah, he's telling the band that he's doing guest vocals for for an hour. Yeah. But no, yeah, he actually I, told us way before that when we just went to hang out with him one see? time. Yeah. But, every dude, everything comes from somewhere. That yeah, was, we were, we were, we've been planning a Twitching Tongues cover album. That's not, it's never, <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. But, like, we've had, like, th- straight up 10 different track lists for it. Mm-hmm. And the the tentative title was everything comes from somewhere. 
I think uh, you got to include bro in that too. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> that was a, a really bad uh, impression. Everything comes from somewhere. Bro. There. No! That's that's much better. Yeah. Uh, let's do. Let's talk some disharmony, dude. All right. Oh, we'll start at the we'll start at the beginning here. Um, we twenty fourteen we were fucking piping hot, white hot. Uh, finished up that the Code Orange tour, and uh, felt like there was kind of like a tide turning a little bit, you know, because they were on fire. Yeah, um, that, that was I Am King era. Yeah. And like our association with them on that tour, may it was like the first time. That like major labels were, mm-hmm. were uh, like paying attention to us at all. Because when "In Love There's No Law" came out, um, I think it was Century Media. Yeah. That at the time talked to us briefly, but then their consensus was like, "We don't think you've written your River Runs Red yet." I think. Oh it no! Was it was Roadrunner. Oh, that was okay. Roadrunner oh, said, fuck. "We don't think you've written your River Runs Red yet." So it's like, okay, so you don't want you don't want to put out our river runs red when we do he wants to, they want ugly yeah they want fucking <laughs> they want something else uh wow yeah what a that's a strange so that was an interesting thing like we don't think you've written your best record yet so we'll, we don't want to sign you um but this uh it doesn't which make is any like sense. the logic there is just like okay century media yeah. was one of the two Central we Media was to. was uh did did hit us up eventually and that that was very cool. That's um, like yeah. going up to a slot machine that has a progressive and being like, nobody's hit the jackpot yet. I'm not gonna <laughs> <Yeah>. It's <laughs> cr- it's like it makes no sense. Huh. Um. But yeah, that was the direct quote. Um, okay. And and it was really you know we loved working with Justin Close Casket. He, he did the Preacher Man Seven Inch and and Love There's No Law, which well, tech, is where tech. when I jumped on board, Most I was aware were. of Twitching Tongues. But I wasn't as into the, I wasn't into early typo yet. Like this was all formative for me. You know sure. what I mean? I was a late bloomer when it came to typo. It was right around this time, pretty much. Well, a little bit before, but you know. Sure. And uh, preacher man fucking blew my ass. So I was on board. I was very excited. It's got to be a better way to say that. Yeah. Blew my whole. <laughs> ass. You know what's funny? Speaking of the preacher man seven, it's feed your disease was the B side song, mm. and the day it went up, Taylor, do you remember this? That. The related videos. The oh, I was going to say one. that earlier. What'd you say? I was going to say this earlier. It was crazy. No tags, no anything. The first related video was the Bolt Thrower song that, like, no directly way. influenced the song. Yeah. Like, the algorithm picked it up. The algorithm was like, you stole this fucking riff. Great. <laughs> <laughs> like, that we, That was the first time I feel like we were like, how, how did this happen? That's they crazy. do. We have. There's a little more nuance to ours than, than there. Um, actually, there might be less nuance. And yeah, that's why it doesn't. It doesn't yeah. matter. We just wanted to play that riff. It's true. That's all. That's it was. basically it. That's it's a great like, song. Anytime we borrow a riff, it's just because we would like don't want to really cover the song, but we would love to play that riff. So true. It, you know? it has something to it. Yeah. And, and we Alex- do enough to it to be like we okay, we, the- we put it into something else. Turn it into something else. Everything comes. No from one's somewhere. ever picked out uh, the right. other riffs in the song. So which ones? <laughs> the rest of the riffs in Feeder Disease. That's right. true. I feel yeah. like one time one guy was like, "This man loves blank." I don't lot. think so. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I, I'm with you there. Um, 
so 2014, that tour ends. Metal Blade hit us up. Uh, and that was that felt really huge for us because and Central Media did at the same time as well. We had a, a manager at the time, Mark Vieira. Mark, I remember that name. Mark yeah. Vieira. Uh, Mark Still Vieira eventually him. quit because I corrected his spelling of my name. Uh, the, and like, like I didn't respond to his question in the email, but he spelled my name wrong. So I just said like Colin with one L and he's just like, okay guys, I don't think this is going to work. Um, I actually yeah, do still see. work with Mark a lot. See, um, great yeah. guy. I mean, he, yeah. I think he, didn't he manage like blood for blood and stuff at some point? He managed. Yeah. now he manages vitriol, goat horror, a bunch of dope shit. Um, technically he sort of manages me as mm. an, as a producer. But that just means he find, finds me stuff occasionally. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Well, my, and, you know, we had this weird deal with him where, like, he got paid for what he got us. And that just never works out with right. managers because it's like they're, they're, then they're not invested in you. Um, right. Because either, and, yeah. And, like, we're, I don't, just don't think we ever really saw eye to eye on, like, what the vision was. Like, and then Scott Lee managed us before that. And, like, his big pitch to us was a split seven-inch with Defeater. And Warped and Tour. Like, and, well, and Warped Tour, which, like, he couldn't even end up getting us on, I feel like. Well, we just weren't really interested. Which is crazy in retrospect. I couldn't imagine. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't imagine twitching tongues on Warped Tour. You can't? I couldn't, especially at that time. Interesting. However, we were a little close minded. I, I would I would have said the same thing about Harm's Way. Uh, and then you did it. Should should have we, done it. And then we did it and it was fucking awesome. So Yeah. Definitely should have done it. That's that's a regret for show. Mm-hmm. Um Metal Blade, we met with them. This this and I think this is we were we were uh there was some some like some trickery that that really was like, man, this is this is the move. Um, I don't think it was trickery. I think no, we were really that was the in, wrong word. we were really into the vibe of like this is classic. They're not owned by a corporation. Yeah. Um they put out literally some of our favorite records of all time. They have the dopest look. We were really enamored with with the Axe logo. The Axe. Yeah. Because we put it in our contract that if Twitching Tongues was ever mentioned with the label, the label had to use the Axe logo. Like Sick. that's no something pirate. we just okay. so it was like okay we're in for the for the for aesthetic reasons mm-hmm. and maybe and like and like optic reasons optic and they reasons. couldn't dude they didn't understand why we wanted to like put metal blade on shirts yeah yeah like they were like we have to be paid for that and we were like no we're doing this to like make it put cool you over as this yeah. like this is a cool decision that we made um, yeah. And but, eventually they did for sure but, and all of that we, we, we all, had a similar conversation about using the razor blade logo. Yeah, you did. Which I love. And they and got, also, they had it by then. They understood that. They, exactly. But yeah. we had to be like, hey, we want to do this. And they were like, are you sure we got this pirate thing? And it was like, no, we want to, you know. Yeah. Uh, we're good. Thank you. It kills me <laughs> that we never did a joint thing with both logos on it. Yeah. That, well, like we, our two two bands never did that. Oh, yeah, I know. You know. Yeah, yeah it's too late now. Um, but we, so eventually we met with them. Like the meeting that we had with Metal Blade, the was first meeting, Halloween night, oh. backstage at a King Diamond show. No shit. So it was like like Metal Blade pulled strings. They were like, "Hey guys, like Twitching Tongues, so nice to meet you. This is Andy LaRock. and it was just like, "All right, this is fuck." 
Yeah. <laughs> Strip, like Wayne's. It was Wayne's World. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what were we going to do, you know? Where do I sign? Where do yeah, I right. sign? So we signed like a week later at Mike's house. I remember the picture. With Nate's blood. Who? Oh, with Brody King's blood. <laughs> um, none of us, for some reason, could get color. Like what we were trying to use, like a like a little knife or something, and none of us could pierce enough. And he well, was just like, "Let me see." Well, he didn't even do that. He was like, "Crazy." He was, dude. He had been a wrestler for like a month. Yeah, and was already getting color and doing these fucking bloody spots. In Mike's kitchen to nobody. Uh, so we signed the contract in Brody's blood. And that's a little bit of lore that people will, re- will really like. It is, yeah. It's, I, have that, the, that, I have one of them in a folder somewhere. Beautiful. There you go. Yeah. It's out there. They've got one of them. Um, I remember the pick with the, the, the logo uh, necklace. Yeah. You know, I remember the post. I remember that. The, do you remember how bad their Xerox copies of the contracts were? In the in the picture, no, dude, their printer was like out of ink when they printed <laughs> our contract. <laughs> it looks so funny. Um, I don't know if it's still out there somewhere, but I remember we were like posting. It I don't a know if tease. it's still out of ink there somewhere. Yeah, it might be. There was a big tease where we were like, "Who did we sign with?" And people were like, "A label with no fucking ink in the printer." <laughs> <laughs> um, but then you know, Taylor and I had already, we were already like a year deep into writing what would be disharmony. Yeah. Uh, and just as the process with sleep therapy and I love, there's no law. It was like me and Taylor wrote everything and brought it to the guys to be like, Hey, what do you think of this? Mm-hmm. And who, like, could, and who were the guys at the time? That's right. Leo Orozco, Kyle Thomas and Marco Cesario. Uh, Beloved, I see Mike fucking twice a week now. Mm. The best. Um, and then we'll bring it to them and be like, "Hey, you know, could you do a solo here? Write a lead, like a lead here. Write a spice it thing. up. Yeah, yeah, spice it up. Like the in love, there's no law. Bing, 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 bing. Mm-hmm. That was 100 percent Kyle, I think. Right? Yeah. So there's some there's some lore for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> and we're, I mean. As it was coming together, there was there was a an, an inkling of the feeling of like maybe people aren't gonna like this because it's like way heavier. But it's for just the riff most after part, riff. What'd you say, Tim? It's just riff after riff. It's a lot of Whole riff. Thing. It's very. It's like way heavier. But um, it was it was just what we all wanted to do at the time. That's it. As it was like this this it felt like the natural next step. Okay. Because it was like throughout playing live, we got a a a feeling of like, okay, this worked, this works, this right. works. Yeah, of course. So let's just do a record of that. Um and then going into it, describing it as suffocation meets Fleetwood Mac was like <laughs> that was the mental image we were trying that was the pic- the painting we were trying to portray. I don't know if we did it, but we tried. Um we didn't. We didn't do that. Uh, but I remember describing it to Justice at the time as that. And he was like, yo, that's fucking crazy, man. So I, I don't know if he was de- disappointed when he finally heard it. But uh, when it came time to record, there was a, we, we demoed Disharmony 
the whole thoroughly. thing. Whole thing. Mm. I think whole we thing. we did like the last demo, just me and you, like like a week before. Dude, days. Yeah. Because oh, Crucif- really? Crucifixion, the last song, was yeah. written last, and there's there's some lore there for sure. So that song scared me. Did it? Did I ever tell you about that? No. You guys sent me the demo or like the roughs or the finished record, one of the two. We were in uh-huh. Europe and I like fell asleep during the last song. It, remember how we would get in the Euro van and like 30 minutes in, everyone would just fall asleep? It was just that. It had nothing to yeah, do with yeah. the record. Oh, it's fucking but there's boring. The, the, there's like the like, the there's like the alarm part. noise at the end. Oh. And it, I, I, I like, like it scared me. <laughs> So. I love that. I think that's like a top five TT track, personally. Ooh. What do you think, Taylor? It's up there. It's up there. Yeah. That's the thing. We don't, we don't share that feeling of you where we're like, we could have done better. I think I could have done better. I think mm. I'm, I'm the problem with it. But I think song-wise, that's like Taylor's hardest shit. Mm. Uh, so, some of my best melodies and choruses. But I think maybe the, the execution wasn't wasn't what a people wanted b the like the best it could have been i only really have i have three complaints three one guitar tone's a little dark i was listening to too much cannibal corpse i was like oh i'm gonna go oh it's not it's not demolic you were you were mr that that too but those that guitar tone's bright so it was really just this this one cannibal corpse record i kept going back Mm. I'm like it's not doesn't have enough low end, so it was all fucking low end, uh, and, there, and there's no like bite to it. Two, the mix is the same thing. The mix is dark, super dark, very dark. But it's glued together nicely, and the darkness makes it really clean because there's no like hissy, yeah, uh, high end stuff. So it is yeah. clean. It's clean and heavy, which yeah. for being that dark is like very impressive. It's it's tough. Like the symbols are just the only thing keeping the brightness alive. Uh, three, I think the vocals just didn't need to be so raspy. That was it. Absolutely. I think and, your, the, your the notes The problem hurt. was um, that's just kind of like what was happening live. Yeah. So it's like what my voice settled into. So when I was doing it cleaner, it didn't sound – it didn't, it didn't work. The riffs are so hard and heavy and stuff that mm. like going full opera on it, just like we were something about it in the studio. We were like, this isn't working. So yeah. it's like, unless I was ah, full yeah. on, it, it just like, it, it was feeling really weak. Yeah. But af- after that, you found the magic zone. And uh, after touring on the record, you, you, you settled into a non raspy version of each thing. Yeah. Should we drop the lore of the zero? Just yes. do it. Who cares? So, uh, <laughs> we've been Hit lying. The button. We keep Hit it ninety nine. We uh, keep it ninety nine for sure. We keep it ninety nine. We be lying sometimes. Um, the disharmony zero demos. The music is actual demos. Uh, the vocals. Re- we were like, let's just put vocals on these demos because we love the way they sound. So I did what we were like, okay, but let's let's let them be demo. So I did one take straight up through each one so that they would still feel kind of like organic demos. Yeah. But that was like those vocals were recorded years later. 
So whenever they're we put new. those up, I recorded vocals for those like two weeks before. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they sound unbelievable. They're way better. Yeah. And like, like interesting. I didn't. I feel like I used a fucking fifty-eight or something. No, we we did it for we did the good okay. Show. Well, it's it's mixed in a way where it, like he made it like sound dirty and and kind of old. Well, the whole thing was that because I love we loved how the demo sounded. I didn't change the mix at all. Yeah. Like I just I, meant the way you mix the vocals. There's like a there's like a flanger flan. What is it? Flanger? Oh oh yeah. There's some delay and shit. Yeah. There's so, all and it just sounds shit. like cool. Um, yeah. And and it's it with from tour from making gaining purpose and touring a lot. I definitely found out like found a way naturally just how to sing those songs mm-hmm. in a smoother way without that those. Makes sense. Yeah, there's just no how it works. Blah, 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 blah. Can we can we talk about uh, the the band dynamic and what eventually culminated. Of course, yeah, I, I, I want to get there, but before okay. before that, um, I was in like a four year relationship that ended as we were like we were like halfway through the record, I think, Taylor. Damn, uh, which is crazy, right? I never think about that. Yeah, but yeah. Um, so basically, what's what's funny about that is Carlin, which is her name. She's great. We're friends now. Um, she's so cool that she, in that moment, she was like, we're broken up. Why don't you use that on this record and just write like the meanest, most hateful song? Wow. Wow. Like that was her, that came from her. Imagine. Wow. That's great. So I was like, damn. All right. But um, she was like, you're going to write really cool songs now that we broke up. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Like that was, that was, that came from her. So leave me alone. Um, <laughs> But yeah, thanks, Carlin, for the inspiration there. Cover the, of uh, she's on the cover of Sleep Therapy. She's right? on the cover of Sleep Therapy. The day we broke up, uh, I wrote the end of Crucifixion, the paint piano thing. Mm. It was I still have the Garage Band file. It's called Yo Soy Dead Inside. <laughs> um, so at first I, I was just writing. Was just, <laughs> you still have it, Taylor? No, but that's funny. Yeah, so Yo Soy Dead Inside <laughs> became the end of, of Crucifixion. <laughs> um, and then I got scared in Europe. And then you got scared by it. Uh, so <laughs> Yo Soy Dead Inside. That was the yeah. day. It was like, it was like fucking... she left and I was like, better write some music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. And then that came out. Um Yeah, I uh, guess we'll we'll get into we'll get into the band dynamic and the recording process, because that's a big part of it. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, right. Taylor, do you want to share any anecdotes or? No. All right, cool. <laughs> so going into, so I, I, like I said, we demoed this very thoroughly. What's happening? What are you playing? What are you doing? My bad. No, no, I'm trying to, I want to look at the track listing. I'm sorry. Well, what the hell here. did you pull up? I, I would like to okay, look at it. All right. All right. Um, so again, demoed very thoroughly. Bo's doing something, um, <laughs> which, which, and I, I play drums on all the demos because it was just like the writing was Taylor and I doing it and being like, okay, here's this. Cause that's just the way it always was. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in case like the whole band quit or something. Um, <laughs> so, well, that was the initial thing with switching tongues in general. It was, it was, it was like, all right, this is going to be our band. It was always going to do safety. This. The whole right. point was safety from that. And then which, it happened. It, bit us in the ass huh yeah Mm. (laughs) it's okay Um, so mike was going into practicing for the record i don't think he'll mind me saying this because he's my boy 
He was going into practicing the record with like wearing ankle weights to make his double bass better, even though his double bass was like historically incredible. His feet, dude, he kicks so hard. Mm. And, it's his and whole so leg. Whole leg. Full, whole leg, double yeah. kick. Yeah. Um, and for some reason, like something about the way he was tr like training for recording this album with ankle weights, like for like permanently threw off his double bass equilibrium. No way. So he was like super frustrated. Going yeah, his mus the muscle memory was gone. Like his double bass muscle memory, like which, he trained it out of his body with these ankle weights, which then turned into like an anxiety, like mental block, yeah. right? About it. Well, and he started dating friend of the show, Brittany Drake, at the time. Mm. So Is it was, that true? It was like was it that as he back? was recording this record, he what'd you say? Was it that far back? Yeah, because I remember we finished, and he was like, "I don't, I don't know how much longer I can do this because I want to like start a family." Whoa. So and so we were going into into the touring cycle being like, damn, maybe maybe Mike's not gonna be around much longer. Like accepting that, making peace with it, and totally understanding, you know. Um, but while we were recording, we got to like halfway, and Mike was just and I was like, do you want me to do this double bass part? And and then it was like, dude, just fucking finish the record because this is pissed me off. Wow. So I I played about uh, let's see. Insincerely Yours, uh, End of Insatiable Sin, Cannibal, you played end, end of, of Love. End of Disharmony, too. End of Disharmony. Dun, 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 dun. End of Love and Crucifixion. I played those songs on drums. Um, cannibal, that man. Kayla's right, not Cannibal. It's a tough um, one. It's a tough one. It's just but, you being uh, left-handed that makes it hard. Yeah, because you have to go, do God, get, get, yeah. But oh, no, that yeah, because I gotta go ah, over yeah. here. Um, so hey, also, I, what's I funny mean, is Harm's Way I, relates to this. Yeah, I recorded half on Posthuman, and Nick pretty much did the other half of like all things. Maybe on a on a, a record that might come out, you know, sometime oh in the God. future. This motherfucker. Maybe maybe I I hardly recorded any for the sake of efficiency. Wow, you know. Well, what Hatfield, I Hatfield recorded every fucking rhythm part, dude. You know what I mean? Like, at a certain point, it's like, okay, what's best for the record? What's yeah. tightest? What what is going to allow us to focus on things that are arguably a little more important, like drums? I Nothing's more that. important than drums. I'll I'll ease your mind one notch further and say that I may. You'll do what? Ease your mind. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he said it. <laughs> I'll use it one notch further and say I make bands do that all the time. Absolutely. All the time. And, you know, it's a pride thing. You got to swallow your pride and just kind of – Nick is one of the be the tightest guitar players I've ever actually seen. Like up there with Saba and Kyle Thomas, and I'm not, I'm and not like, exaggerating. And, and, like, for, for the sake of the record, why not have a matching fucking frequency of the same guy's hands doing the riffs? Totally. So it's that that just is what it is, you know. But I had a, I had a different meaning when I said that, Bo. My apologies, because because Leo wasn't part of the album process because he toured with Harm's Way. Where were we? Oh my God! Yeah. So Leo filled in for Harm's Way, and That's because of that, fucking, right? It was like not the two months that we needed 
the work, some work done. Yeah. So, so he was, Detached. he was like kind of resentful of the record mm. when, it, when it was done. But like, we were like, bro. Yeah. You could have, yeah. you could have been here, brother. Yeah. Um, so Kyle kind of, a lot of the solos were Kyle. Because that dude, that was such a powerful move on our part is having the best guitar player in the band be the bass player. So crazy. Well, it just made, made our bass sound so fucking solid. Oh, dude, he was insane. Yeah. It was a, it was a good era. We were you guys, you guys era. always sounded really good live. Always. Thanks, bro. Thank, thank you. I mean, you're... Yeah, the fucking Silver Jubilee eventually is what you eventually were playing out of. But, like, what were you playing out of at this point? Guitar-wise. Uh, that's a good question. I know you had your metal guitar. Oh, I probably was using the JMP a lot. JMP. This was JMP era for sure. Yeah, yeah. Because this is after remember the what first. Leo would have been, I know he had that weird guitar. Leo, Leo was probably just using a 5150. Yeah. Yeah. This was after have... that first Japanese tour, Taylor, where you bought the JMP while you were there. No. You bought a JMP while you were in No, Japan. I bought a Dude, JMP. For... I bought a JMP while we were in Europe. It was broken in a store and they thought it was a bootleg because somebody installed a bunch of LEDs and like weird lights and shit. Yeah. So I I it was broken, so I bought it for like $400, stuffed it in a mer- in a merch bag and flew it home. And uh, fixed it for another three fifty four hundred bucks. It was good, to, good as good as new. And like, what is that worth today on the market? Fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred bucks. I was gonna say around two grand. Yeah, yeah. So it was Europe. I thought it was Japan this whole time. For yeah, it was Europe. It was uh, um, it was a really big open show. I can't remember the city. Is it Wait, like oh, a master it, volume? It was it was, po- it was Poland. It was Poland. Yeah. No, it's Bought just it. a nor. It's a two two zero three. So it's basically okay. a, J, a yeah the a JCM. JCM. Yeah, um, awesome. I'll, I'll I'll go through the track list real quick before before we get into the the big event here. Um, <laughs> End of love track nine first song written for the album. Oh yeah, what an omen! I know. Like right a- right right after in love there's no law. Like immediately. Yeah. Days the album that that. And Love There's All had been out for like a week, and we were like, let's try writing a song. And it was, and then just shat that one out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I think the last to be finished vocally, maybe. Um, this Harmony first single, that just felt obvious. Yeah. Cause it was like, all right, this is a big ass song, big ass pit. There's a guy, I mean, that's a fucking sick ass song. I love so, that song. So I, we felt like if this doesn't do it, what can? You know? But it did, and it did. It, it did. That one had I, traction. It I did, remember that, but not enough. Well, it's something happened. Something flipped on the second single. The tides turned, which was Asylum. No, it was. Um, it was insincerely, right? And, no, it was um, Sacrifice Me. Sacrifice Me. Broke sacrifice it. Me was track two. How does that one go? It goes, uh, it's the one that sounds like Faith and More. Kindness for weakness. Oh, that one. Okay. Um, Which, that I was on like a King for a Day kick when we wrote that. And like, Taylor did the like, Taylor actively dislikes Faith No More. And accidentally like wrote a Faith No More song. So sick. And I was like, you fucking sucker. 
you just gave me exactly <laughs> what I wanted, you dumbass. Uh, and then he was like, Polka does, but that's fine. Right. We it's love different. that song. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. I still love that song. Cause dude, it's straight up like it's like Faith No More and then a morbid angel mosh part. Mm. Yep. It's two it's the two halves of my brain <laughs> meeting each other. Uh so that was second single, and people were like, I no longer can consider myself a fan of this band. They have crossed the line. It's over. Mm. Uh, and it's that's really how it be working these days, huh? I think no. I think it's the opposite these days. It's better I now. Think people, oh, it's better it's now m- to the degree that I think people who said that have come back around. Yes. On it. But it was mostly just there were two reviews that damned the record. Oh, Very true. I know one. I there's, know one. There's the I one. Do. I'm not even going to say it because I'm just going to get mad about it. I two, fucking... Two, there was uh, another one in Decibel who at first put up like a, a sweet, like a nice uh, page about the record saying, this is going to be the future. And then the review Dude, is they, like... We a, did, no, we did an interview where the... The interviewer on the phone to me was like, this record is unbelievable, guys. Like, you have really done something here. And then the review went up. It was like a two. Two out of ten. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, which is a hatchet job. So Taylor eventually punked that guy out, which is nice. Good. Sure did. journalists. For the most part. I, I don't know. Suck if, my I dick. Don't, yeah, I don't know any by name. I know a I know, couple that well, are cool. I know one by name. I know one by name. Do you? Yeah, boy, do I. Yeah, we don't. We I do hate too. that motherfucker. Yeah, he's it's on site with him for sure. <laughs> um, and he knows. He do, he's got to know. He's got to know, dude. It's because, dude. I, there's one guy out there, one fucking crusading, avenging white knight. Every who, post, who Every ats post. him all the times and just uh, and just says apologize to twitching tongues. That's <laughs> so good. So that That's guy so rocks daily. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's all the time. Yeah. Um, what's we got? Disharmony. We got insincerely yours, which is just like a bolt thrower song with mm-hmm. like a candle mask chorus with the best music video ever made. It's my favorite that we've done for sure. Wait, uh, remind me. That's the one where it's like the hand, hand the VHS cam one. Oh of, yeah, uh, yeah, where you're, you're chilling. Yeah. Everybody's killing each other and stuff. Yeah. Like we filmed uh, Asylum we filmed Avenue, ourselves. which was the sequel to Preacher Man. That's my favorite one. song. Yeah, that's like I never knew that. Yeah, fuck. Asylum, Asylum Avenue was the the address of the apartment that we lived in with the preacher man. Is there a shirt with a street sign? Yeah, yes, yeah. I have that shirt. John Leboy from Vane took that picture. No shit. We didn't know him at the time, uh, but he actually took a different one because he took a really bad picture. And then another person had to take the one that we ended up using. But he, <laughs> I was like, can yes. anybody t- in Connecticut take a picture of the street sign? And he sent me like... He said, yes, I'll take the photo. He's like, yeah, I'll take the photo for you. <laughs> um, uh, what do we got? Love Conquers None. This was like our... It was like, all right, we'll do like a Preacher Man-esque kind of like half ballad, half hard type thing. Yeah. Insatiable Sin was the one where we were like, Man, we might break through with this one because it was like a thrash metal song with no breakdown, which to me is like top five regrets of my life. Mm. Is not putting a mosh part in Insatiable Sin. What do you think, Taylor? Um, we de- it definitely needed one. I think it we were it. trying to write like we were always confused by like real metal songs that had no true payoff. Yeah. Ugh. So we were like, well, let's try to write one and see how it feels. And we were like, yeah, what? I-, I guess it's cool. Let's just leave it. 
Because every so every other song has an insane yeah. mosh Dude. part. What's what's a good example of that? I don't know every Metallica song. <laughs> well, even even in even in hardcore, a lot of the time, like like Trapped Under Ice, Outcast. I remember having no pit and being like, "Well, the song is still dope, but there's no pit." So it's like, all right, you can write a song without a pit. Like you can write a hard song without a a big pit part. But like this wasn't the one because it's like the whole song feels like a build up for something a build crazy, up. right? Right. And then there is something. There's that like part in the middle, but that should have like exploded into some crazy like some kind of crazy thing. Uh, Cannibal, top five, TT track for me. Yeah, which maybe went over worse than any other song. Any dude on the record. we could never get it over. No. But it's fine. I remember you. I remember you explaining it. Yeah, huh. we wanted we wanted to get it over so bad. Never it wasn't worked. happening. But that's the track, dude. That's the one I solemnly stand by. I think that's the <laughs> that's the ultimate Twitching Tongues like tr- hardcore song. It is, yeah. Mm. No, it is, dude. <laughs> what would you, you put shut the what, fuck up? <laughs> what would you, you know put a guy named it? Jimmy? <laughs> you look like what, what would you say you is do. the ultimate Twitching Tongues hardcore song, bro? Um, like hardcore song. Hardcore. Uh, I Cap- mean, capital okay. H. I guess if you're putting it that way, that's like, that's, that's what we're the only way I'm putting it. I guess because we were like, know. all right, let's let's write a fucking let's do this Japanese thing in the beginning, and then just write a straight up like the the New York hardcore song that we want to hear. Okay, fair uh, enough. In that scope, we were like, okay, this is this is like the coolest, just straight up hardcore thing that we've done. I'll begrudgingly agree. Like what? But like, yeah, how, yeah, no, no. What do you? What? What else is there? You know, because "Feed Your Disease" is. I wouldn't call that a straight up hardcore song. You know, no. and but I I, like mosh wise, it. yeah, that's the like dun, dun, that just that intro riff is like. I just a little bit, a little bit, dude. That's a that's like a that's like an opera rock song. You know, like, I guess it kind of it, it is kind of a hardcore song though. The intro is full, but you bring it back. Yeah, and then the gun, 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 gun. I mean, come but on. but when most people heard that, when I start singing, they're like, "What the fuck is?" This? You, know, you the, need to pound in a little harder. Like a lot of people were like, "I thought I was gonna like this because of that riff," and then you started singing, and then it, it eventually grew on me. But nobody would hear that and at first be like, "This is hardcore. This it's, is what hardcore is to me." It's got one of the, my favorite things in it that you guys told me you just kind of did serendipitous randomly, and. It stuck was the tempo in Greece. Yeah. Into the verse. So the the original demo of the song. Gung, all, gung, 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 dude, it's gung. Br- it's so brutal to listen wow. to. Because it was straight up like just the intro thing and then do get it again. Bump 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 boom. Just Daily stayed slow. Departed. And the chorus, dude, the chorus is like it's just so not interesting. The tempo increased there fucking rocks okay, yeah a lot of anyway. people have ripped that off since no it's fine <laughs> increasing um, the tempo has been ripped off oh yeah dude. that's not on purpose we just didn't do we never did a click track until gaining purpose it's true kale kale is the only uh twitching tongues drummer to record with a click track i don't think I've, I've ever done it have i ever done it no i fucking wish we did it for god's sake yeah <laughs> sleep therapy it no click. so much easier i played on that uh Eyes of the Lord, no click. God's hate, certainly no fucking. You click. could, you would do it to air, 
Like you've done it I do. T- to no guitar. I can do, but it just sucks some of the swag out. Yeah. <laughs> Which is my problem. That's my that's on, that's on me. It I does too much swag to be sucked. But like yeah. the gods hate drumming needed to be no swag. It needed to be fucking like rock like a rock the whole time yeah. every like hit. but here's the thing now that i'm like a pro drone programming god you can make a click track i can make a click track and I, and yeah. if i'm like me doing me whenever like my click gets off when i'm making a song in logic i'm like what the fuck is wrong with me how can i be so stupid mm. um <laughs> anyway crucifixion I'm oh arri- dude arrival what a weird fucking song i love it it I was the too. counterpart to Departure. Departure. No? It's the sequel to Departure. Uh, and it's like a new wave song. In the middle I, of I liked it. I remember liking it. We, I, I, listen, I'm, this, I, this ain't, I don't look at it the way you look at Rust. I look at this and I go, this is, this is good stuff. You Brother, you, you literally just went Arrival. That was a weird fucking. Like, it yeah. is weird. You set that, the tone. That was I'm the just, reaction. Yeah. But we felt like. With, this is funny because with departure and arrival, those were the first things we did vocally. We were like, "All right, let's warm it up with the weird one." Oh, I got you. Um, What's the name of the the gal who sings on departure? Sarah Love. Sarah Love. That's right. She's a legend. Mm-hmm. Fun fact about Sarah Love: she was in a band called the Devix, who the uh, keyboard player and composer for the band. It has an Academy Award for the movie Lion. No shit. There you go. So we are Oscar winners, basically. That's basically <laughs> trying to say. Oscar winning group, Twishing Tongues. <laughs> Crucifixion is the fucking best song ever written. Um, there you go. There's this harmony. Um, so as we get up to this, to the crescendo, what was, what was the recording process like? I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna ask you the, a hard question. With both okay. of you here. Sure. How were constructive criticisms taken during this process? They weren't really around. They didn't they, they weren't, really weren't there for vocals, you know? Oh, uh, but but I mean in all things, songwriting wise even. Oh, I f- they love the songs. That's okay. the thing. It's like and that they they made that very clear. They would be like, We love the music. <laughs> um Yeah. So that was that was like yeah. Okay. Thank uh, you. So yeah, yeah. The, the the songs were never the problem, and then, but then when it came time for vocals, it was like, hey guys, we're recording vocals. Oh, you can't come. Okay. Um, there was so also was- demoitis with listening to instrumentals for a really long time, and then mm, and then just yeah. being shown the vocals. We did go back and tweak a couple things after we shared. Yeah, this on this and in love, World War Five, I would say was saved by Kyle Thomas criticism. Mm. I don't remember that. Like, really. So the the chorus, the first time we presented it, the chorus was very simple for World War Five. It was like, will you fight? Will you fall? I remember, and Kyle oh, was really? like, dude, this should be way crazier. So we made it way crazier. Um, and with this harmony, there was, de- I don't remember any specific examples, but I know I, there were definitely some times where they were like, what if you did this, this, and this? And we were like, oh, okay. And then somewhere... Like something we did was like a reference to something, and, it, and maybe and they weren't thinking. of They it just that didn't way. get it the way yeah. that we saw it, which maybe, maybe we were wrong for being like, "Remember this?" Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah right. Leo was really good quality control too with like licks and stuff. So if I like played a lick a little bit sloppy, he'd be like, "This sounds, this sounds off." Still, 
Uh, wow. And I would just do it again. And Taylor, this right. is different, but do you remember uh, when we were recording the last song on Gaining Purpose? And you started, you were writing the lead for the ending? Do you remember how you started it? No. <laughs> was it Jurassic Park or something? No. Taylor's playing guitar and he's like, all right, I've got, I've got the lead for the ending. And he goes, and he's not kidding at all. Oh, so it was what? NFL? It was smooth by Santana featuring oh. Rob. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I just said, nope, can't do that. And I was like, that is smooth by Santana featuring Rob Thomas. And you were like, holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, so thank God I was there that day, or hey, we'd be getting sued by Santana featuring. Uh, Rob you know Thomas. what they say, man? It's a hot one. Everything you know? comes from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, so then it's, this is hardcore record. So records finished, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we play, this is hardcore and it's like, things are normal. We had just, I'd argue that that set was legendary. It was legendary. Yeah. So before that, before, um, before we left for this is hardcore or anything, we did this European tour with disgrace where we played a local show at Aladdin juniors. It was like our first headlining show at home and. In a year or so. Yeah. And it was like, Taylor, was that not the sickest thing ever? It was amazing. It was also a cheat code show where we did, it was like Twitching Tongues, Disgrace, Forced Order, God's Hate. Like, all, only the bands that our members were in. And Vamakara opening. And Vamakara. The young Vamakara. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was definitely just like us switching around the whole show. Uh, and it ended. It it was the hottest fucking thing ever. But it ended, and we were like, "Damn, that was legendary." I think we're. I think we're doing something right here, guys. Yeah. Uh, went to Europe. This harmony's done. It's submitted. It exists. We're on the European tour, listening to it every day, the whole time, obsessed with it. You know, there's no weirdness yeah. whatsoever. Uh, me and Leo butt heads about some other stuff, but like that's just like you tour. You're touring with guys all the time. You fucking yeah. hate each other. It's just, it's just it's a thing. Oh yeah, um, that ends, and this is hardcore. Is the next thing mm-hmm. we filmed the disharmony video. Disharmony video goes up. It does pretty well. Gets like a hundred thousand views or something. I think it's still at a hundred thousand views after that <laughs> like, first week, which is hilarious. Um, Tyler Bradbury did the video. Who he did a great job. He, it was like it's like a scary, spooky video. It's a mm-hmm. fucking movie. It's a movie starring uh, Austin Crane. From minus oh, as right. the guy, the guy, <laughs> and and Jan's girlfriend Sarah as the girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was dope. Played this hardcore, came out covered in blood. It was like, all yeah. right, we've got our thing. This is cool. Uh, I was stage diving like a motherfucker. Yeah, was, that was, you're all, you're all up in the video. Stage. Save it did the World War Five thing. I gave him a big kiss. Yeah, he said, "You can die in pain." <laughs> um, yeah, he fucked it up. That was fine. It was fine. Don't worry. About it does that. make sense. Um, you can die in pain, or live another day. You got yeah. I don't two- remember. It. He he did. Oh, dude. Uh, John Lavoy did it backwards too. I feel like so he was paying homage to to Seba. Um, <laughs> at this is hardcore. So that was pretty funny. It's perfect. It's kismet. Yeah, it kismet. is. Uh. So that was like awesome, and then the next thing coming up was the, the Disharmonic Rust Tour with Twitchy yeah. Dungs and Harm's Way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wanted 
Lord Mantis on that tour so bad. Remember that? Too? Yeah, I do remember that. That would have been insane, and we Lord probably would. We would love Lord Mantis. We would have hated that. We would have <laughs> yeah, <been> shit. <laughs> We would have. We probably would have no longer loved Lord Mantis by the end of the tour. That's true. <laughs> but that was like they were gonna be the the two of four. Yeah. And then eventually it was the other HW. Yeah. HW. Uh, terrible tour. Holy shit. Uh, but we'll get there. Not that. Yeah. I, I, see, I I think about the tour sometimes, and there were there were really dope shows. But Boston. I think let's I think, let's save it because I want to go. Okay. I'm going to look up the itinerary. Okay. Okay. You got to talk about. The, the fallout. Okay, so, uh, mer- like merch is printed. I feel like is is, merch is, is this is or- how I remember? It's ordered it like, at the very least. What'd you say? It's the merch it's is ordered. It's ordered. It's like two months before. They maybe, called maybe Taylor, three. so Taylor could probably transcribe the call better than me. Oh man, I'm getting PTSD. Um, yeah. my guy, just for, for just to, to put this out there, we love them. Yeah, it's a, the there's no there's no hard feelings at this point. There's nothing whatsoever. This is just story time. Um I get a call from Kyle and he basically tells me that Force Order has this big opportunity and uh how that he's just, you know, been thinking a lot about it and kind of wants to spend time on his band, which is Force Order. And you know, is just kind of opting out of future touring and like it it hits me pretty hard and i'm just like you know what that's i get it you know i i, mm-hmm. I understand and then he hands the phone to leo well he says okay here's leo yeah and then i'm like oh and then oh, leo fuck. basically tells me the same thing adds on that he really doesn't re- like the record and stuff and just doesn't want to spend time touring on it I'm just like, oh, okay. Uh, and this is then, okay, here's Mike. And then oh. hands it to Mike, who tells me the same thing. All, all, they're all on the in the van together, and they all tell me one by one. And it's it's honestly, I've had marriages end. I've had so many terrible. Th- I've had animals die, and that is up there with the worst I've ever felt. I'm yeah. really glad we got you to relive this. He called me and like I heard a tone I had like never heard in his voice. He was oh, like, man. Hey. he was like, Hey, like the worst possible thing. The, th- the thing is just like it, they were also like th- that when we hung out with people, that's who we hung out with. Yeah. Like those were yeah. our best friends on earth. So yeah. it was like it was like it felt like we were being broken up with yeah. Yeah, yeah, by yeah. all by all three of my girlfriends, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was like my, it was my, it was brutal. I yeah. believe Taylor you texted me that night. Maybe, yeah. I believe so because it was also like do you want to play guitar? Like <laughs> yeah. you know, cuz you, you have to do? think logistically. Yeah. Um, um so phew. I thought our dad died straight up. Because wow. the way the way that Taylor was telling me the story, I was like, "Our dad just died," and I'm I'm hearing about it from Taylor. Because that's like when I think like worst case scenario. That's yeah, what yeah. I'm and then it's he tells me three people quitting at the same time is almost less imaginable. Yeah, it's like that. Like, and and I just, I we were just with them. I would have yeah. never thought that that was how any of them were feeling. Because it was yeah. like. Yeah, there was Leo had voiced being like, "Yeah, I'm like disappointed with the record because I'm not involved in it." 
Right. And then which it wasn't. You can, you can understand that. Of course. It was like, yeah. well, yeah, of course. I get that. Uh, but it wasn't until after they were out of the band that they were like, yeah, we're not like psyched on the record in general. Mm-hmm. Um, after and you, again, like Mike, we were, yeah. we were preparing for. A little bit. For sure. That was the one that stung the least because the four of us had talked about it. Yeah. Gotcha. Like, like, you know, that'll probably be something we have to think about later. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that one wasn't shocking, but it, it was the whole, just the way, the way it went down, it was just, it was, it was heartbreaking. Honestly. It was heartbreaking. Uh, you know, and it, it had, it had a magical ending with, with us just becoming friends with Sean Martin in general. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I wouldn't, at this point I wouldn't change a thing. No. Um, so there you go. There's the ultimate silver lining. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you went through this horrible thing, but then ended up with a lineup that was seemed to be more on the same page. And then with well, a record now, now, that mirrored that. Now when people think of Twitching Tongues, they think of Alec two-stepping on stage. Mm-hmm. And they think of like, holy fuck, they got Sean Martin. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like That's neither of those think. things would have happened <laughs> if they had stayed in the band. Yeah, I mean, we told the story with James. The two Johns quit within days of each other. Also our best friends. Mm-hmm. You know, founding members, the whole thing. We went through fucking years of bullshit, but ended up, you know, we met Saba, we met Taylor. Taylor filled in. You know what I mean? We yeah, met yeah. Nick and, and Casey. Like Saba for a minute was like in the band. Full on in the band. Uh, yeah. No, for us too. Oh really? Oh before, yeah. Before Sean, it was like, all right, Saba's taking over. And we felt we felt good about that. And then yeah. it was like, hey, I don't think I can do that. Cause like Damn know. it. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. was like Fuck. Uh, but then I remember, you know, I remember having a conversation with Mike Faley from Metal Blade, the president of Metal Blade, um, who was like, you guys got to rock the fuck out of these guys on this tour. You got to find a guy that makes the people go, fuck, they got him. And then well, we, that, we literally did that. He and said something Kyle, actually. Kyle and Leo took it. What'd you say? To he him? said something really specific about about a, a certain band's career on Metal Blade. He's like, if I if I told you how many like. Hail Marys I had to pull with them, and they're still on top. You guys can do anything. I feel like you can probably say it. Well, he's, he, said, he said Cannibal Corpse has had more up and downs and lineup changes than anybody, and like crazy shit happening, and, and, and survived, and is, is, cur- is the name of death metal. Yeah. Uh, and, and, at one, and at one point was very much not. So, uh, so and like, at many points, we're like, Mike, we're done. And Mike had to be like, no, all you need to do is do this. Yeah. I have a great dude. Do you, though? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's funny. It's funny. And okay. and anybody who knows Mike and even Mike himself, I think, would, would get a chuckle out of it. We were on the At The Gates tour playing at the Glass House, and I was talking to Kyle Thomas right, right outside at the corner there, right outside of the venue. And Mike walks up. He says, ah, oh, he says hi to me, and we're talking a little bit. He looks at Kyle. He says, Mike Faley, Metal Blade Records, good to meet you. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> and Kyle goes, yeah, yeah, I, I played in Twitching Tongues. Uh, we've met before. And Mike just went, well, and that, like, that was it. He just was like, yeah, well, meet a lot Iced of people. Him. What are you going to do? Iced him. Dude, he took us to Wood Ranch. Yeah. We ain't good. <laughs> we were just, I mean, Mike walked in or whatever. And Kyle and I looked at each other and just—I mean, the guy meets how many people? What are you going to do? Thousands. Yeah, you know what are you going to do? 
But Kyle that might have been a, like a spiteful. That he might have been like Kyle hadn't been in the band for years. This guy at that for point. my boys, <laughs> yeah. you know. Pretty good. So, um, good. so yeah, I guess that's yeah, you know that's really that story wise. And then then let's get into the oh the tour. All right, I got the itinerary. Tour. So this is again, this is like year three of having an annual fall tour that absolutely crushes. Yeah. Boy, don't read the fucking comments on no, that. No, no, no. I couldn't bear that. My mind wouldn't. Oh, hey. All right. 31. Mason AZ, Underground TT only. Yeah, that was just you guys. Because we met you, you. We met you in Dallas, and Chris uh, rear ended someone on the highway. Yeah, you totally said there. that many times. That was that, was that instance. Mesa AZ, off date. You couldn't pay me $1,000 to describe this. I don't think I remember anything. Dark, dude. Dark times. Was it bad? Uh, I don't know. I I bet it was good, but I think the mentally. I, think, I we feel were like so... we never really played a bad show there. No, Mesa was Arizona is like a is like top ten. Yeah. I feel like for us. Well, no, the um, real the real problem is that before the tour, we did the TUI shows, dude. And they I were and those were like your okay. best. Those shows are the ever, best right? shows we've ever played. I ever. remember that. Sold uh, our tours worth of merch. At the two shows. So, so you're thinking, you're so, thinking, here we go. So we, re- no, we're we, thinking, dude, we did it. We did it. This tour is going to be insane. Yeah. And we reordered like triple. Everything. <laughs> right. I still, I still have 100 Disharmonic I, Rust I think tour we shirts. have 100 Disharmony tour shirts. Yeah. Which maybe are worth something now, but, uh, you should put them up now. After this episode, they're going to be, <laughs> yeah, they ah, might be hard lore exclusive. We, <laughs> the 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 I think it's the sacrifice me shirt too. Do you have that one? No, with that one guy? sold. It's it's the uh, asylum shirt. I have a bunch of too. With this guy in it? Oh right, yeah. This guy's on the sacrifice me shirt. That's a good one. Mm. So these oh, were these yeah. were hand painted by us and Brody King. This one got a little smeared, so I kept it. That's why it's number zero out of a hundred. Here's the back cover. Damn. I was rocking leather jacket and a sweatpants Messiah candle mask style. Nothing, uh, nothing this, cooler this, than this. I want Taylor's wearing the sketchiest carnivore shirt. Yeah, ever, Taylor took pants. a real. He did. Oh, Metal Blade Germany uh, asked me about the shirt. They were like, "What uh, is this?" I'm like, "It's a New York band. There's Jews in the band. Don't worry about it." Yeah, exactly. Um, that cemetery is the cemetery from Nightmare on Elm Street. Awesome. Where I think her name is Nancy. Keeps this, waking up in her dreams and yeah. seeing Freddy. Yeah. This That's is what that. people want to know. This is the lore. That is hard. Literally. Exactly. Um, I remember. So here's the thing is like Texas just kind of rocks. Yeah. Both of these shows were good. I remember Houston was being Dallas? good. Dallas, dude. Okay. This is really specific, but I remember you saying something and, and Danielle was there and you called her 115 moonbeam, 115 pound moonbeam. And like she was there. Yeah. I just, I can, for whatever, uh, uh, um, cattle decap was playing around the corner. Like okay. literally around the corner. What venue it was, does it say it was? I can't read it. It's it's sorry. It says Tomcats West. I, know I only I don't remember the show. I think I remember after the show, mm-hmm. like Riley Power Trip, like borderline helping us load. <laughs> he did that, dude. He did that in Chicago too. Yeah, you remember that? Hard. Yeah, he was there. That's right. He fucking just load. He just shows up and loads. <laughs> yeah. Re- fucking legend. R.I.P. Well, here's what's weird is. The 15th, we played Houston at Walters, which we've all played a million times. Mm-hmm. The 16th is my birthday, and I don't remember what we, what we did. Off day? 
an off day on my birthday. Sorry, I'm, dude. No record. Hanging out in Mississippi or something on the way. Dude, dude remember this show in Orlando? Yeah. Oh, Is that the tall great. stage place? Yeah. No, that, oh. A weird, weird stage. Uh, dude, this. T- I'm looking at this and I'm feeling sick to my stomach. I don't remember m- most shows in general, and I yeah. really don't remember most of these. Okay, Orlando was the weird stage. People were moshing with like garbage cans and stuff to a point where it was like, "I'm the show," and it yeah, was like yeah. totally took away from both yeah, of yeah. our. Songs. It was still pretty cool. Yeah, Tampa. <laughs> I don't actually remember. I remember. I think there's videos of that show. Like, oh no, like, I do, dude. Like I do remember videos. because Malice at the Palace opened with Time Ends, right? Mm. And that was very sick, and I was very into that. There was a wait. When did they do that? Where I played drums, Philly. Philly. Okay. Philly. We played Philly on this? Oh, you didn't. We didn't. You did not. Um, what the, oh, why did we not? I think maybe this is hardcore. I don't know. There was some There's reason. There's two. But, but like, here's what's weird is it says Detroit, no harm's way, and we did play. Maybe that just wasn't. I think maybe it was, it was because of a previous tour yeah. or something. I think know? they were probably was, both, like, uh, yeah. radius announcements later. Yeah. Right. Uh, Masquerade Purgatory, I actually remember. That was really good for us. Yeah, I do remember that. Us. I don't remember yeah, for you guys. I, I think it was really actively bad for us. Charlotte was when that venue, we talked about it, that venue was like, it was like their last show ever. So people were just like kind of out of their minds. That was like the one really good show. Uh, Boston for us was where we were like, oh, we still got it somewhere. Boston was dope, and North Carolina was a war zone. Yeah, that's the one we're talking. Okay, about. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah the, that, that during World War Five. North it, Carolina. Well, it was a, it, yeah. You start. You already said that it was like a venue closing. Yeah. So people and people were, were tearing shit off the walls, yeah. like taking pictures. It was crazy. Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. Richmond, I remember. It was good. Charlotte had, had dudes from Young and the Young and the Way just oh whooping, I do remember whooping yeah. ass yeah. yeah yeah that was awesome yeah, yeah. Richmond crazy. Canal Club was that upstairs or downstairs it was downstairs oh that was fucking terrible it was a weird one um uh, Amityville I mean Long Island's great Amityville Music Hall is just my least favorite place to play I don't think that this was good. It was not. I don't think Disharmony hit in Long Island until 2022. Dude, Long Island is <laughs> is tough. It is. It's not a, it's, it's a, it's a play. Uh, yeah, it was tough. The problem is that we just became friends with all the people that, that would go to the show. So and they then, stopped and, mosh- the, and the next, yeah. the next gen didn't get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Very, that's. Uh, Toronto, you, you did play Toronto and we Montreal, played all so of these. Just a yeah. Lot. yeah. Yeah. Toronto. I remember our set was terrible and we did like two grand in merch. So we were like, what the fuck? What is going on? What do yeah. they want? Yeah. Yeah. Montreal uh, was when Kale had to tie the hoodie before he could play the song <laughs> on his bare chest. He had to tie on a hoodie. Sick bastard. Uh, Cambridge, I do remember. Legendary. There was a fight, I think. Probably a few. It was the whole yeah. the whole time. But did we yeah. not, did we almost sell out downstairs? We no, almost sold out downstairs. I thought yes. we, and that's I like I thought we did. I think it, I think we might have. It was like four away or something. Oh, okay. Something. Um, which that's a big ass room. This next one, possibly the worst show of the tour. 30 people. Oh my God. It was so bad, dude. And, and I believe metal blade was there. Yeah, that was, that one was, so they were there to see both of their bands. Yeah. We're like, if only you were there yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. 
Well, no, God, I'm sorry. This was this was Rustle, so we weren't we weren't talking to them yet. But oh, they're seeing us. Yeah, I remember that. Holy that was brutal. Fuck. That was terrible. I'm uh, not remembering that, but it was. No. It's like it's it's so funny to look at this because it's just like everywhere we killed it, we suddenly didn't. Yeah, because right. we used to yeah. play. We literally played there and have yeah. had yeah. an insane show. Even One year earlier, disgrace a, played like a there. Legendary. Disgrace played yeah. there and had an insane show. Pittsburgh. I remember loading. I don't remember the show. I see. I I get things mixed up with nails tours too, uh-huh. and I think nails also had a bad show there. So it's like I I see them both and they're crisscrossed in my in my sure. mind. I can't comprehend this. I I or like I I have no recollection rather. Of Pittsburgh. We were tired, man. There's four days. <laughs> I'm tired, mama. Yeah. Um, Cleveland. Now, Cleveland, I remember. Please and, describe it. Dude, uh, so is that now that's class? But, you know, the show was kind of crap. Uh-huh. But what I remember was finding myself in a basement listening to Sean Martin and Human Furnace right, telling right. stories. Oh, now I remember dude. that show. Yeah. And dude, just being that was like, the end of the tour. Yeah, oh yeah. Ringworm was downstairs. Was like day one. Ringworm no. was downstairs practicing. Yeah. yeah. During the show. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Man, and that's I remember crazy. too. So after the show, after we were loading up, James and I were in. James was driving. And I was in the passenger seat, and I just put on um, the promise. And like we were just like just we love Ringworm. Yeah, of you course. Know? And fucking Furnace walked out and like looked at us. And definitely because we were playing it really fucking loud. Fucking marks. Yeah, it just totally, it just totally like looked at us. It just kind of walked the like, other damn, way. Damn, are they mocking me? Listen to some uh, of the classics, huh? When in reality, we're just celebrating him. Did yeah. I tell you that? I've told this story, Taylor, but did I tell you what he told me? Uh, I gave him an isolation LP at a fast one time, and he was stuck walking around with an LP all day, basically. <laughs> and and he asked if if we had any CDs. CDs. Yeah. I was like, no, not yet, man. Sorry. And he was just like, well, all right. And then I brought that up to him when we did the post-human headliner and Ringworm was direct support. I was like, hey, do you remember this blah, blah, blah? And he's like, no, nah, but look at you now, kid. Who's opening for who? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what a guy. He's wow. the best. The human yeah. thermos legend. Then there was Detroit, <clears throat> which was possibly the worst. This I- was in a cafe at, uh, at the, underneath the, the magic stick. Oh. We were playing volleyball in like oh. the big room. I do remember. I remember having a great time before, though. This is where yes. Dal- Dalton McGraw got in a fight, and we didn't stop playing. And we were like, "Damn, should we have stopped?" <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. I guess not. Uh, but there was twenty-five people there. Yeah, it was terrible. That was a bad show. Grim. But I remember having fun in in the in the gym. In the yeah, in the volleyball room. Yeah. Oh, dude, that was the best. And I yeah. made the workout video with James, where like. That's right. It was like, this is how you work out. And I would cut to James, but it was like me, my face. (laughs) (laughs) That was good shit. And then it ended in Chicago. A lot of tours that we have selfishly end in Chicago or start in Chicago. It fucking works. But we've driven home straight shot from Chicago three times. Yeah. We've also driven to Connecticut to start a tour three times. Dude, that was the gnarliest thing of all time. James and I drove straight to LA twice within three months to start tours. Lord. That sucked. Um, um, but it ended at the Double Door, which was it becoming one of my favorites. It's now a Yeti store. It doesn't exist anymore. What? Yeah, they, they over COVID, they just like closed. Are you copping Yetis or what? No. 
man. Not, not that's me. that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, this was a rough tour. Rough um, tour. One of these, one of these Florida shows, you guys didn't play. What? You took a day off. I don't buy. I don't buy. hundred percent. We headlined, and there wasn't anyone there. I think maybe it, you had you booked an extra show. You probably booked. But a look show at on the sixteenth. Oh, you probably yeah. played Pensacola or something. You know what? We played Pensacola. Yeah, we didn't do that. You're absolutely right. I, my voice can't. We yeah, we did some strategic vocal vocal rests. Yeah, and that was that was this was one of them. Yeah. So there you go. Boy, oh boy! Eat shit, Bo. It um, was it was rough, dude. At the end of that terrible. tour, we were all of us, everyone on the tour was just like, "Fuck." Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. These was dark days. And then you guys wrote a hit record, and then we wrote what we thought was a hit record, and then it was basically the same reaction. So no, I, I just don't think put, it got any reaction. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the problem. Do you think you put the records out out of order? I mean, who? How can you? Well, that was kind of obviously. I'm asking in hindsight, sort of like that was kind of what gaining purpose was. Was like, oh, let's write, let's let's do some like Terminator timeline shit and and pretend disharmony doesn't exist and write write a a second or like a sequel to another. There's a lot like the transition, like the the well. It's we didn't take any like we didn't say let's write this song again, but it was like let's do a nine song record with a similar flow and. And it'll feel a little more natural. But that ended up being what we wanted to do anyway. Yeah. So then, uh, that do you guys basically feel the same about your three major LPs that as we do, where it's like, okay, the first one, yeah, everyone, everyone's really into that one. That was the one. The follow up was less good, but then I think we did. Whether reception aside, I think we made up for it with the most recent. Yeah. We I, yeah. we always make sure that what we're working on, like the most recent thing, is our favorite. So gaining purpose, we do love more than my favorite songs are on gaining purpose. Yeah, hundred percent. Sure. So and, and gaining purpose is a reaction, which that's the whole point of the title. It's a reaction record to oh. to the whole thing. Mm. It's it's actively less hard. We used it as, but it, it is also like the biggest. Like okay, you, you didn't like that. Well, fuck you. Here we go mm-hmm. again. Yeah. 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 And then oh, the first song, like the the verse riff of the first song is just like seven riffs. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> um, That's my favorite wanna, song. My favorite song, but it's honestly hard to play. Yeah, and it's it it's was impossible to sing. to sing over. Yeah, like mm-hmm. writing something cool over that was impossible. That song is probably all I had left from like the disharmony pocket. Like yeah. just like oh, I'm gonna write this riff fantastic track but we but made made sure that the the the, the chorus had space though and the, cor- it did, the but chorus even so it's like the key it's hard to hit it's not the right environment suit the, well the thing is me. that the harmony of it is so complicated that it made it hard to sing well here's the problem you're doing some like <laughs> this, morrissey this is like, not the first time this up, has happened above shit. where the harmony is the melody that i wrote yeah and then I can't hit it, so I have to like the main thing becomes this like supplemental melody. Yeah, and then the harmony. But is you could just probably you there. could probably do it now. I could probably do it now. Bet you. Yeah. Could. Um. Anyways, Taylor, you, are, you believe in ghosts? Not really. He doesn't Man. believe in no ghosts. Me neither. 
Uh, you want to get into these Twitter questions? Yeah, let's do. Let's we're we're getting up there. We really are, man. This is a jam packed app. It really is. I mean, we're giving the people what they want. Is all I can't believe I I learned. I learned some things. Hey, there you go. I learned too. I did. I genuinely didn't know that you didn't like Rust. So, again, it's not that I don't like it. Okay, that'll get me in trouble. So we're not going to say. What? This one's from Jesus. What was the hardest song to track on both records? Which took the longest to finish? What? <laughs> it was so long ago. I, I what was the hardest song to track on both, which took the longest to finish? Probably ease my mind because the double bass, you know. Oh. It's always drums. It's Drums are tough. We've yeah. done everything to a click, you know. Mm. So it, it takes... Yeah, we generally, we generally do drums in like one day. So. Well, not on Disharmony. <laughs> yeah, you could tell. What'd but, you, you know, guitars and stuff <laughs> are, uh, are Yeah, go quick. fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, probably ease my mind. I, I I would guess. Rust isn't a very uh, like diff challenge, like technically difficult record. I would do, I would say Taylor, would you agree that disharmony the the vocals for disharmony the song is what was the biggest project? We were just going back to it a lot, um, but I would say there was a song on drums that took like a full half day, a full <laughs> half day. Yours. Uh. It might have been Asylum because that was oh, one. That, no, it was Insatiable Sin. I don't know. There's one that it is 100% Mike that we spent extra time on that maybe it would have been easier if it wasn't. Like I think it I, was Insatiable Sin. Maybe. I don't know if. Yeah, it was. It could be that they're all, they were all complete half days. Like, yeah. The ones that. So, yeah, I mean, I was I was just kidding. The Harmony Drums took about a week, I think. Yeah. Um, it was a, it was I, it was four day, four full days. It was, yeah. Uh, but disharmony of the song, I remember being like, "This is the first. This like the the record lives and dies on this song. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it has to be sick, next level, and and it was, but in maybe not the way that people wanted it to be. I can say, "Law of the Land" was like the first song that was completely written. Interesting. Nice. If you listen to that song, it's a very obvious. Transition, transition from isolation, kind of God flesh. One, kind of, one of my faves. It's, it's got the sepultura, gung 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 yeah. gung gung gung. Oh, We've all taken it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's absolutely. literally eyes adjust, isn't it? Pretty Sent, much. Yeah. Den, den, yeah. Ben, Ben, Ben. Um, Ty, Ty, asks, uh, "There's going to be another tour where you guys play both these records, right?" <laughs> Fuck, Fuck no, no. Baby. baby. I think it would be cool. <laughs> it was the answer's no. Um, no, but we'll how just is a do record that has "Ease My Mind" considered divisive by Wrong Dog? Um, because it's the last song on the record. Mm. No one's getting there. Look at look at go go to Spotify and open Amen. up these records. Look what the last song, the every least time, listened to dude. song is. Well, that's and every and it used to be that's where you put your masterpiece. Yeah, that's where you put the like. Oh fuck! So we we've never stopped that. You know, mm. we've ne- we either do like a fun re-recording or like an epic. Yeah. And it's always the least played thing. The the next record is going to be very strategically different for us because gotcha. the the in the last 4 years Loaded. in the last 4 years the the behavior of lift listeners has changed has. so much. People like analyze records now. Yeah. In a way that they just didn't do for a long time. So nope. 
Very exciting. Um, Cameron asks, favorite track lyrically or musically and track you think goes unappreciated on each record? M- lyrically you, and musically, Bo? Yeah, you go first. Let me think. Uh, musically, Cannibal. Lyrically, Cannibal. <laughs> uh, underappreciated in general is Crucifixion, the last song. I genuinely think that's like one of the best things we've done as people. You could maybe drop some knowledge about that one real quick. Some future Should stuff. I? Hit it. Oh. I mean, that's starting. It's going to be a day late. So, yeah, I'll get you to say uh, that was the Butcher and the Blades entrance music when they played on the Independence. Fuck yeah. And now it will be their entrance music once again. Fuck yeah. So it will have already. Hard lore exclusive. Well, exclusively the next day because it's, it, already it's happening. It, it happened yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> So exclusive. What about um, what about you? Ease my mind is a straight edge song, which I don't think people realize from uh, the lyrics. I'd rather die than ease my mind. It's literally James saying, "I'm gonna be fucking straight edge." That's right. And that's that's the song. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna listen to that fucking song after this. Yeah. And rock. Same. And then because I agree, it's, it's just fucking. It's literally decapitated and then Celtic Frost. Part, part, say, oh, that was the other really no big more. influence at the time for us. Ours for us, too. Us too, Celtic yeah. Frost and Triptychon, for sure. Ours too. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of that on In Love, especially. We Yeah, we did way too much of it. Yeah. But Underappreciated um, because of Taylor's fucking bullshit attitude is definitely the beginning of Infestation, because that part's <laughs> fucking sick. Good pick. Even though even though I heard that one, I was like, oh, this record will probably be successful. Um. Evan Duckett asks, did you hurt yourself writing riffs as hard as Insincerely Yours, Taylor? <laughs> no, it just hurt after when nobody liked yeah. them. Oh. <laughs> uh, HGM asks, the heel turn TT went through. I wouldn't call it a heel turn. We were still the good guys. Uh, That's what the bad guys insane. think. Are HXC kids too fickle for metal? Yes. What is what is the underlying hate for disharmony? Do you think we just did a whole episode about this? It, yeah. it, it's attention spans are fucking insane. It is social, and it's, social and media it's, is insane. The vocal style, I think, is what was the main drawback for people. Yeah, they uh, hear you, they think God smack. Yeah, exactly. I remember that. Yeah, I'm it was doing like the best. I don't somebody need heard to sacrifice me and was like, "They've turned into disturbed. I'll no longer be listening." Jokes on them because Disturbs got fucking trashed. That's not the way that that was supposed to go that's, just now. That was, that was <laughs> that's one man's interpretation. Um, Justified Flatulence SMD asks, <laughs> asks favorite guitar tone from both bands on these two records. What was the rigs? Also, Bo is right on multiple things. Fuck Mayo. The black yep. record is the best Metallica record. The, the black, black record. record is so funny. <laughs> we have released the black record. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, guitar tone. I remember Jay used a Soldano, like one of the earlier Soldanos. I would have for sure been playing a J- my JCM 800 at the time. Mm. That was like pure, like JCM 800 NS2 with the loop made in Japan, HM2, like full on. Fuck at that. The time. What? I said, fuck uh, that. Yeah. Mark from early <laughs> asked, worst song from each. Wait, we didn't do the guitar tone. Oh yeah, what was your guitar? Tone? I don't, yeah, I don't we remember. Talked about it earlier. Yeah, you already talked about. It. Oh yeah, it's JMP. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there you go. You're right. Uh, Continue. How about that? Worst song from each? Boy, 
I don't know. I really wish Insatiable Shin had a mosh Insatiable Shin. Insatiable Shin had a mosh part. Had a mosh part. But uh, I, the song is too good to pick that. But So I'll say no, they're all so good. Uh, Love Conquers None because I really hate the that the chorus has no swag in it. No double, no harmony, no nothing. It has a double. There's no double. I don't Listen believe to it you. again. You'll see. I will not do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, Bo? I don't know. I, I, I genuinely, I. There's, there's a thing, Colin or Taylor. One of you said to me, "Oh, it's a harm's way fast part about one of these songs." And the harm's way fast part. Banana, is, banana, 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 banana. <laughs> so that's a harm's way fast part. And yeah. um, there's a few of those. So and take your pick. Okay. Take gotcha. your pick. Uh, our man Hunter Winstead, who was like OG TT head. The bad boy. I made, remember. Made the cross necklaces for us. Oh, hell yeah. So I remember one, being like, before I knew him, being like, fuck this guy. He doesn't know twitching tongues, brother. And, but then he was in, yeah. he's admitting here to being an active hater when Disharmony oh. came out. Oh. And he said he was, the hurt, he was the most hurtful turn. That's that's dude. He cut me the deepest. I'll be honest with you. Wow. So he was like he'll turn. Dude, the guy sent us neck the the cross necklace as Christmas present. I was like, I've got him. The one I'm that's ble- the one that <laughs> was bloody in the in the teaser. Yeah, the one the one from the teaser. He made that as a gift. I had it sitting behind me until maybe a couple days ago. Oh lord. Uh, he said, "Does the name Disharmony originate from the Paradise slash Paradise Lost track? So much is lost. No, it originates from." Uh, is it Well of Souls? The Disharmony Satanic ah. Serenade. Ah, yes. Uh, it's it's Candlemass. Um, Shoddy Janetti. I have the necklace here. Oh, there he there is. There it is. Thanks, Hunter. It's dusty. Well, you made that. Shoddy Janetti, which is an incredible name. Ash. Shoddy uh, Janetti. Disharmony, <laughs> the last record to have album art with a woman and hooded skull figure. Will we ever get another TT record with similar art? The question is, will you ever get another TT record, brother? Mm. Rust, what was the band listening to that may have influenced the writing process? Yeah, definitely Celtic Frost, Trypticon, a lot of Deftones. Um, the first Slipknot. Dude, I like regardless of what you think of Slipknot uh, in hindsight, Sick is such an incredible opener to Dude, a Dude, they're hard as fuck, objectively. So Un- Unreal, yeah. Unreal. So a lot of that. And 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 then the, the usual suspects, fucking Godflesh, Sepultura. Can't go wrong. The first Slipknot uh, record is a death metal record. It is. Yeah. yeah. Period. Uh, Brad asks, young, father, young Brothers Mafia represent, why is Insatiable Sin the craziest riff? Very true. And I love the insincerely video, insincerely yours video. Was Metal Blade mad at y'all for a fun video? No, they supported it. They billed us they for paid it later. For, no, they well they paid for it. They paid for it, and then I saw it on the the like royalty. Oh, it's on place. the statement. Everything is recoupable. Well, they got to recoup. It's yeah. in the recoup end. It's with, our money. That's yeah, the thing. Sure is. What's up, Brad? Um, hey. Uh, gaining purpose is such a nut bust on the production front. That's funny. Oh. <laughs> For Taylor, what do you enjoy doing the most in a band? Drums, vocals, guitar? Guitar, by far. Easy. All right. I figured. Fuck all of the other things. <laughs> yeah, drums uh, would suck. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, this this is a funny one. Sean Sir Monster asked, my cue would be which songs on Rust could have most used the production magic that post-human producer Will Putney brought to the table. Oh shit. Wow. Wow. Um uh, so here that there actually is a really good answer for that. We never did pre-production like officially, right? Mm. Until post-human. The and may, theoretically maybe just did weeks and weeks of it and it really helps to have an outside voice be like, hey, this sounds like this, or maybe don't bubble, like just to take your raw material and kind of refine it. The mm -hmm. first time we did that was with Putney, and I believe something on every song on the record, including a song that we wrote in the studio, something was changed. Wow. And like, dude, I mean, like, for example, Become a Machine, the end breakdown didn't exist. The song ended on when when when. Shut the fuck up. Fade out. No way. Swear to God. Well, I mean that happens. So we we end up demoing every song like five times. Yeah. So you're doing extensive pre-production. Extensive, like musically, never vocally. We've never <laughs> done vocal pre-production, which okay. for our band is like kind of crazy. Top one dumbest decision you can make. Well, even even God's Hate didn't. Even God's Hate had no vocal pre-production. Yeah, kind of crazy. Um, yeah. Uh, that's kind. Of, there's there's a few more, but they're kind of. That was a good question. Echoing um, things from from the episode. To to be honest with you, to answer the the question directly, probably any of the singles. Um, you wow. know, Putney being like, "Let's get Colin here and do it with him in person." <laughs> I sure. think it's because like, like we did that with our Casey, who wasn't in the band at the time on Posthuman, and is now. We flew him out to like work on the shit that he contributed, all the the program shit, mm. and the song "The Gift" was like his song. Wow! We flew him out to like make it work, you know. So I definitely like the singles, and probably uh, a voice of reason saying, "Hey, put Infestation out as a single." Yeah. With okay, uh, this is the last question. Steel Lucas asked if you could remake these albums with your current day knowledge of songwriting experience playing, would you? I certainly would retrack every second of vocals. Which maybe we'll do. <laughs> the Snyder Cut. Dude. That's what we call nice. it. I like that. Yeah. Um, I don't... I, I think there's a... There's a really good EP in there. In, in Rust. Mm -hmm. And maybe you could rework... rework. Yeah, no, you could rework the stuff that, that we're not crazy about, I think. There you go. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, material's material, baby. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I would change nothing musically on Disharmony. Nothing? Pretty much. Musically. Maybe I wouldn't do the C songs in C. Because there's the two or three songs in C. C standard. That or I would have done them all in C. That would have... See, that would have... Uh, that would have worsened the darkness. Yeah. Well, it would have smoked some of the some of the songs that had a lot of what were you energy. In, you were in D standard. No, no we're C sharp. sharp. You're in C sharp. Oh, I see. So you we're a C sharp band across the board, but there's a few songs in C. Which is dumb. What we should have done was just down tune and write a couple songs in B. In B, yeah. Right. But and that would have sounded. Would, and it would have been way huge. easier to just go. Burr, that was the problem. Is I was we were touring with multiple guitars, which. Yeah. Which for Stupid. when you have to fly places, it's not easy for a broke ass yeah, hardcore band. We're about to have to do that. Yeah. Good luck, brother. Uh, but yeah, I, I wouldn't change much. I think there's like all of our best mosh parts are on here, all of them. Insatiable Sin would just get one, 
I would, Insati- Insatiable Sin would get right. one. I would do a brighter. Every break, every like our top ten breakdowns are on this album. Brighter guitar so, tone, no raspy vocals. Boom. That's the Done. those are the difference. That's the episode, everybody. <laughs> Taylor, I, can you can you can you say something really enthusiastically for me? <clears throat> it's hardlow time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rust is good. Disharmony is good. We're glad you all agree and wanted to hear about them. This was our our episode for both of those. Yeah. Two hours. Introspective. Cathartic. I'm going to piss myself. So thank <laughs> you so much for joining us. It has it is and always will be hard lore time. So thank you. Bye. Bye.